The Oprah speech, nine and a half minutes long last night. Mm -hmm. She could have led them in the battle. There is no doubt. That was a ridiculously powerful speech. That was like a TED talk. I think the Oprah for President signs were being printed immediately after her speech. It was like her Democratic National Convention. This was her <laughs> moment like Obama yeah. seized somebody in advance. Somebody uh, said or asked Stedman if she was running for president. And he said, well, she certainly is not opposed to it. It would be up to the people. Uh, so, and I mean, also up to Gail. Oh I mean, God. she has to obviously <laughs> confer with Gail. First Lady Gail. First Lady Stedman. <laughs> Oh no, Stedman! No, he's Stedman. I, I still don't. He's going to do the Melania thing and just stay in Chicago. <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Well, we'll get to the Oprah talk right away. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. More clouds than sun today, but a dry day. High temperature 36, mostly cloudy. 27 tonight. Could be a rain shower and a spot or two Wednesday afternoon, but much warmer. High of 49. I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It's 33 degrees now at DVEM Val Porter. Oprah is quote-unquote actively thinking about a 2020 run for the presidency. That is according to CNN, which spoke to two of Oprah's close friends after her rousing Golden Globe speech last night. The sources said Winfrey's close friends have been privately urging her to run for months, but insisted the media mogul has not made a decision either way. Many saw Winfrey's rallying cry that a new day is on the horizon as a possible campaign slogan. Following her speech, the hashtag Oprah 2020 was trending on social media almost immediately. The Trump White House is responding to a possible run. (laughs) Uh, Spokesman Hogan Gidley said the White House welcomes the challenge, whether it be Oprah or anyone else. And her speech... Crooked uh, Oprah. Here she goes. Her speech generating big gains for one of her highest profile endorsements and investments. Stock in Weight Watchers jumped more than 12% yesterday. Oprah has been endorsing Weight Watchers for years, and she bought a 10% stake in the company two years ago. Did you see the clip circulating on Twitter yesterday of Trump on Larry King Live? Saying that he she would be his running saying, mate? Yeah, because mm-hmm. of course, whatever he says, whatever his stance is, there's a tweet. For that, in the opposite direction, there's a video of him saying the exact opposite thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, do we need another no. celebrity president no, whose corporate ties are being enhanced because they want to gain the highest office in the land? Mm-mm. For no. the love of Pete, like, I think we learned our lesson here. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, maybe not the best idea to get a TV host. To uh, to run the country, but that's how <laughs> desperate people are right now. Yeah, just save us from this daily nightmare. Like politics are supposed to be boring. Yeah, they're not supposed to occupy every day of your life. Every minute. Leechburg's mayor says he's suspended disgraced police chief Mike Diebold without pay on Monday. Diebold was arrested and charged Friday with trying to solicit sex from an undercover officer posing as a 14-year-old girl. Diebold's attorney said over the weekend his client is planning to enter a not guilty plea. Investigators don't know why 24-year-old Darren Bivens attacked a broken-down car and several Good Samaritans with a screwdriver on Sunday. The Pittsburgh man is facing more than 60 charges after the rampage on unsuspecting motorists along the Parkway East. Bivens left a wake of broken windshields and windows, but no major injuries. He is currently in the Allegheny County Jail. Sounds like bath salts. Something weird there, for sure.
Two big investors want Apple to do more to curb what they call iPhone addiction among kids. An open letter from the California State Teachers Retirement System and New York-based Jana Partners LLC expresses growing concerns about how devices and social media are affecting kids. The letter cites studies and surveys on how heavy use of smartphones and social media negatively affect children's mental and physical health. One remedy the investors would like to see is enhanced mobile device software so parents have more options for protecting their kids' health. Yeah, there's a a dangerous swing in the pendulum towards this just total uh, obsession with with, uh, iPhones and anything like that. I mean, my kids... My my sister's kids, my brother's kids, they all wanted toys that are fake iPhones, fake iPads. And I'm like, what are we doing here? We're, we're kind of training them to be obsessed with our devices. Mm. But they just see what we're obsessed right, with. Right, they're modeling behavior. Yeah. A man who was flying overseas on United Airlines created a very crappy situation for everyone by having a mid-flight meltdown and smearing his poo all over the walls, forcing an emergency landing. Mm. The man was on his way from Chicago to Hong Kong when he made the stinky. He took a handful of his own excrement and smeared it on the walls of two different bathrooms as well as the outside hallways. He then tried to stuff his soiled shirt into one of the toilets. Airport police in Anchorage, Alaska, where the flight was held, say the subject was taken to a nearby hospital for a psych evaluation. No charges have been filed so far. Yeah, that is is a... Looney Tunes. At first, when I read that story, I thought, well... That's a nightmare diarrhea scenario. Um, it's a nightmare diarrhea. But it turns out that that guy might be, just be crazy. Or maybe he was one of those people stuck in the tarmac for seven hours waiting to take off. <laughs> That's a pretty unique uh, reaction. Uh-huh. I he's don't just, know. The guy next to him is like, this is ridiculous, right? And he's like, yeah, I know. You know what? I got it. an idea. <laughs> Follow me. And the guy's like, all right. Wait a minute. Yeah. What? Hold on. I don't party this hard. Uh, remember last week we talked about uh, Paris Hilton getting engaged and that yeah. j- how could she walk around wearing that ring? Well, it turns out she has a security team to keep a close eye on it. TMZ reports Paris and her fiancé, Chris Zilka, have around-the-clock security guards shadowing them and making sure the $2 million emerald-cut diamond doesn't disappear from her finger. Paris already has 24-hour security guarding her home. Apparently, uh, these are the lengths that some high-profile celebrities are going to to protect themselves and their valuables amid a rash of burglaries around Hollywood. And Gwyneth Paltrow, the latest celebrity to become engaged, she confirmed it with fans in a black-and-white cover photo of her with Brad Falchuk. The sneak peek Goop magazine cover appeared on Instagram with the words in deep sprawled across the newest issue. The newly engaged couple released a joint statement confirming their engagement on Good Morning America. Yeah, um, Goop. That's a horrible name. For They've everybody. consciously coupled. They've consciously coupled. I Good. just don't understand why she needs to get married. Like it feels like to me, maybe she's only been married once, but I think it feels like she's been married like five times. Yeah, I think what? she was only married to Chris Martin, right? Because I, I think she was married to Brad Pitt. I don't know if I was and, per- uh, Ben Affleck. Yes, I, I would be like if I was a person of that status. If I was the Goop CEO. <laughs> 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 I would just, you know, do the Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell thing. Stay together. What's forever. that thing? It's an awesome thing they do. <laughs> they don't get married, but they're together for a long, long time. Yeah, but, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, apparently, 
I think they had an open relationship for many years, and I think that recently closed. But that might have closed with old age. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Didn't he trick her into thinking she was married to him? After I think he you're thinking of a, a movie, a shoe closet um, Overboard. Oh, which is not real life. That wasn't and a also was a movie that was made to make you think, oh, what a what a lovely little love story. But it was really a 90 minute sex crime documentary. <laughs> yeah. Kidnapping, <laughs> rape, uh, just horrible. Stockholm syndrome yeah, on just her part. Terrible, yeah. terrible. Uh, but that's not how they presented it in the movie. Finally, in music news, Joe Perry now says that not only will Aerosmith's tour later this year not be their farewell, but that there is a possibility they will record an EP or possibly even a full length album before it begins. He tells bestclassicbands.com he has discussed recording with Steven Tyler and that Brad Whitford, Tom Hamilton, and Joey Kramer have also discussed it. He says that they haven't gotten down to things specifically and that it's kind of in that chill time right now for Aerosmith, but that he would really like to record some new music. Meanwhile, Perry's new solo album, Sweetserland Manifesto, is out on January 19th. Wow. I mean, I thought Steven Tyler was a country music star. Does he really have time to do this? I'm not sure. Hmm. Joe seems to think so. Hmm. Aren't they do you like- think he frequents the Goop website? Hmm. Oh, he's a goober. Think he has a vajazzawag? For sure. <laughs> Forecast today, clouds and sun, mid-30s for the high. It's 32 now at DVE. Steven Tyler does look like everybody's flamboyant aunt. <laughs> the one they go to for fashion tips? Yeah. <laughs> Scott- I need a new scarf. Scott said that a long time ago that all old rock stars start to look like, you know, like your aunt. But he really does. He looks like Madam from Waylon and Madam. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have it because Steven Tyler was one of the baddest singers on. They were like the best American rock and roll band for a number of years. Put out some good stuff. Put out some great stuff. They were my band. I love that band. I hated all of the like all uh, just all the directions they got pulled yeah see when i became aware of them they were in the 90s ballad age hey money talks oh man putting out all those slow songs with his daughter in it right video see you go back and listen to the first album the very first aerosmith album it's just awesome let's kick off the show with mama kid dve Dreaming, losing touch with all my 
It is the DBE Morning Show, Aerosmith, old school Aerosmith, Mama Kin, kicking things off. We have uh, Cam Hayward coming up a little bit later on this morning. Billy Gardell will be on the show as well, and you can uh, win our playoff prize pack that we have right now. Now, this is a pretty cool deal that we have going on at DBE.com. It includes Steelers Jags tickets, $100 season, or Steelers Pro Shop gift card, one night hotel stay and dinner for two. Wow! I mean, that's that's ridiculous. a weekend. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's a great, great weekend trip. Yeah. So that is uh, dv.com. You go and you take a Steelers quiz. All right. And uh, if you do well on the quiz, I, I'm guessing you got to ace the quiz, and then we choose from all of the people who got a hundred percent. Right. Okay. That's how that goes. 
So, I mean, it's pretty easy to cheat on that quiz, even if you aren't a, you know, avid listener of the show or <laughs> diehard Steeler fan. I'd go cheat <laughs> if you have to. Why not? We encourage you to cheat. And that's under contests. Yeah. On DVE.com. Uh, con- really? Yes. You have to go under contests? Yeah. Okay. Go to DVE.com, top of the page, see contests. Go to the drop-down menu. Uh, all right. Thanks for the uh, clarification there, Valerie. Greg Warren, our friend, is coming back into town on January 27th. Looking forward to seeing Greg. He'll be at Club Cafe the week before he'll be in studio with us. Here's Greg Warren. My brother, uh, you know, I got the brother. He's, he's like 18 years younger than me. He's the one that doesn't pay for any of the Christmas exactly. presents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he does throw around money. He bought, he bought a $450 pair of Jordans recently. 450 bucks for sneakers for, for, for basketball shoes. Yeah. And wow. he does not play basketball. <laughs> yeah. And, That's usually the case with those Jordans. Yeah. Yeah. And when he bought him, he goes, uh, he goes, Hey man, don't tell dad about this. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to tell dad. I was like, by the way, you're 30. Like you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, you have a job <laughs> and a house and a wife, you know, it's not dad's business what you spend your money on. And then we were at dinner my dad's like, Greg, can you pass the potatoes? Devin bought a $450 pair of Jordans. (laughs) (laughs) I sold them down the river. Yeah, you have to squeal. Yeah, oh, yeah, man, yeah. My dad's like the guy that does the, he does Marshall's math for the most part with clothing. Like, no matter what (laughs) item of clothing you buy, he will tell you how many of that item of clothing you could have bought at Marshall's for the same amount of money. $45 for a shirt? For, for what? You could buy nine shirts at Marshall's for $45. You know? And I'm not, like, I don't have a lot of clothes. I, I, but I did, I found these seven jeans. Are you familiar with those? No. Yeah, it's like no. uh, uh, seven for all mankind is the brand. And uh, I'm embarrassed. Like, it, I, I don't fit well with jeans, but they, I, they fit me. So okay. 200 bucks for Ooh. me. I know, wow. I know. Don't tell my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do not do this on St. Louis radio. He would $200 for jeans. $200. You, you, could buy, you could buy Marshalls for $200. You could be Marshall for $200. You could be Marshall.
Oh, yeah. Zeppelin. DVE morning show. Mike's got your sports when we return, and what a finish in last night's national championship game. The Steelers eye the Jags this Sunday. DVE sports. Mike pursued with your sports right now on the DVE morning show. Mike. Sports is brought to you by Stevenson Law Offices. The Steelers were back on the practice field yesterday on the south side, and as it turned out, it was a continuation of preparations for the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday, not a commencement of boning up on Jacksonville. Here's Alejandro Villanueva talking about last week. We've had a, you know an extra week to prepare for for the Jaguars because we sort of assumed that they, uh, you know, taking our best guess that they would win this uh, this game last Sunday. And so you know I think the coaches have done a great job, you know, managing the game. And now it's going to be up for us to execute. You start working on them specifically last week. Or you just look at them yourself. No, no, no. We started, you know, we started looking specifically. Now, I remember Mike Tomlin had said that last week was going to be self-scouting and working on fundamentals and technique and the Steelers just working on the Steelers. Well, it turns out they were working on the Jaguars. Everybody knew that, right? It was a fairly safe assumption that Jacksonville was going to beat Buffalo, even though that uh, turned out to be probably even more of a struggle than Jacksonville anticipated. The bigger news for the Steelers, wide receiver Antonio Brown back on the practice field with his teammates yesterday. See how it goes. Uh, we progress. You know, uh, I feel like I was able to go through practice. I uh, still could get a little better, but uh, it feels good to be out there. Is it a matter of what you can do or how you feel, or are you just going to try to do whatever you can by Sunday? It's the playoffs. You know, you got to do whatever it takes. And I think what he means by that is even if he's not 100%, he's playing, right? Mm-hmm. So, I like that. It's the playoffs. You got to do whatever it takes. Uh, teammates pretty excited about the Browns' presence at the facility yesterday, including quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger, who told me he liked what he saw and anticipates that Brown will be a weapon on Sunday. I thought he looked great, and I expect him to be great. There you go. Time to be great. No uh, ambiguity there, right? Yeah. Steelers and the Jaguars coming up on Sunday at Heinz Field. Penguins. Have a, a bye week this week. They've got five days off before they host the Red Wings on Saturday afternoon at uh, PPG Paints Arena. One of the things we didn't get to yesterday was Sidney Crosby clearing up uh, a misconception after the Bruins game on Sunday night. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the Penguins are tired, the Penguins have played too much hockey, that the deck is somehow stacked against them, and that's responsible for their mediocre showing to this point. Uh, Sidney Crosby not buying that. Yeah, I think that just mentally knowing the situation and finding that urgency, I think, is something that, uh, you know, is is what it is now. And, you know, we're in the situation we're in. We need points and that desperation and urgency to be there. So um, I felt like that was something that maybe wasn't wasn't quite there earlier on, more than fatigue. And, um, you know, you're playing the right way. You, you get less tired and you're winning. I've been locked in because they're two-time defending champs. Mm-hmm. It's okay to admit that. I, it's very understandable. Yeah. I think most that wasn't mentally quite there. they're fatigued. <laughs> I've kind of felt like it's been a stretch to argue anything but. The people have been bending over backwards to try and find another reason. Yeah, it's it's simple to me. And, like, na- and now they're in a spot where. Now it's tight. It's a horse race, and there's a bunch of teams clumped at the bottom of the playoff standings. And they, their points are precious to them. So now they're kicking it into gear, so he says. And 
based on, you know, they've won three out of four. And we'll see uh, how they how they can pick up where they left off on Saturday. But. When you have that mode of uh, uh, eminent elimination that you're dealing with for so long, and, th- and the Penguins just did it for a couple of years straight, <laughs> th- that level of competitiveness is very hard to sustain. It just is. Yeah, and it's So they the- had to wait until they were backed into a corner until they could yeah. really find it again because they need to... T- they had mental fatigue from it. It's hard to manufacture desperation. Yes. It's much easier to understand when you are desperate. Right. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. And the, the last two years, they've had the one ridiculous month where they were almost unbeatable. The first cup season, it was March. Last season, it was December. They haven't had that yet this year. But yeah, maybe it'll be January. But the whole they've played too much hockey thing. They're hockey players. <laughs> They're right. up in hockey players. <laughs> Those fish have been swimming too much. Yeah. <laughs> They're fish. Damn hummingbirds are flying too often. So it's an excuse. It's a manufactured excuse. Well, I always thought that I always thought the fatigue was mental and not physical. Well, just because, you know, it's it's just almost impossible for anybody to concentrate and be quote unquote locked in for three years straight yeah. but you got to deal with that too and that's why you notice they're taking some days off now uh they've got the bye week then we've got the all-star break coming up uh sullivan's giving them a few days off rather than practice you know that's up to the staff to manage that too maybe give a guy a game off here and there do what you got to do to handle that but you got to play the games i mean that's why you're doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and if you're too tired because you played too many games the previous couple of years then What's the point of having the season? The only time I would be willing to acknowledge that as a factor would be if you get to the end and you're just, let's say this it stays this tight the rest of the way and it's pressure games for two months and they get to the finish line and now you've played an entire season, half of which was high-intensity type pressure situations, and you get to the postseason and you just, Hit the Crap gas. Out. There's nothing there. Right. You get swept out by somebody that you probably should beat. I think then you can look at it and say, "Well, that probably came into play." But don't tell me they're tired in November for crying out loud. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just not plausible. It's not. On to uh, the college football invitational. Alabama twenty six, Georgia twenty. That's a hell of a tw- game last night, man. Twenty three in overtime. I have to take your word for it. Yeah. Alabama wins. I admire your uh, your uh, stick to itiveness here in terms of uh, not acknowledging the way college football has not acknowledged some of the teams that deserved a little more recognition in the postseason. Well, I just look at it like this: Penn State got screwed two years ago. Ohio State and Central Florida got screwed this year. I wonder who's going to get screwed next year. Mm-hmm. And when the committee comes out and says unanimously, a twelve-person committee says, "No, we don't need more teams. We're fine." Okay, that's your deal. I don't have to watch, and I didn't. I I didn't ignore it totally. I flipped on to see the score in the second half. It was a hell of a game, and uh, flipped it off relatively quickly. Found it's incredible out, that Alabama came back to win that game. Found out they won when I picked up my phone and uh, when the alarm went off this morning and uh, checked the score. Yeah, uh, remarkable come from behind. Good Saban. for Alabama. Saban's won five national titles in ten years. Alabama's been a machine, uh, but I don't think Alabama deserved to get in. I thought the Steelers were better than the Chargers in 1994, 
but they lost the AFC Championship. And that's how it goes. So there wasn't a committee that said, you know what, you're still the better team. Go ahead and play the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's farcical. To the me. ratings will be better. Farcical to me. and Nobody else seems to be bitching about it. But uh, Central Florida's bitching about it. Yeah. They had a parade. I love what they did. <laughs> they just said, screw it. We're going to call ourselves national. We're going to declare ourselves national champions. Yeah. Having a parade, getting rings, putting a banner up. Aren't they, in what fact, a- just turning themselves into a third-world country, though? Because th- isn't that what happens when they're just creating UCF national champ shirts? I don't know. Maybe somewhere there's some Alabama national championship shirts that didn't get. Interesting, stupid, up. meaningless stat. Every year Saban wins, Belichick loses. Every, every, year, really? Bel- every year Belichick wins, Saban loses. Wow. Didn't know that. It's an omen. Alabama, of course, finishes number one in the AP poll. Penn State checks in at eighth in the uh, final rankings. Good deal. Thanks, Mike. That's somebody's opinion, too. Fast got news coming up top of the hour. What do you got, Valerie? Well, Facebook is as addictive as cocaine. We'll talk about that coming up. Eh, I'll go with the Bob Saget line from uh, Billy Madison on that one. But uh, Cam Hayward joins us at 745 today. Billy Gardell, 9 a.m. And... That Steelers uh, season quiz that we have uh, online for you at dve.com can give you a pretty kick-ass weekend. The Steel- Steelers playoff prize pack is up for grabs right now at dve.com. I'll explain more. It is the DVE morning show, and the Steelers and Jags play Sunday. It's the first playoff game of the 2017-2018 season here for the, uh, for the Steelers. I guess it's the 2017 season, but the playoffs take place in 2018. I mean, that's just how it goes. It's not the 2017-2018 season. It's the 2017 season. I mean, the season's gone. It's over. But your chance to see the Steelers play in the playoffs is here by going to DV.com. Now, Val, I need your help in explaining this because it, it on at first blush, seems convoluted. But alas, it is not. This is an awesome friggin' prize. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. I gotta say. You get tickets to the Jags game, Steelers-Jags, uh, which is which is a cool prize in and of itself. Yeah. Then you get a hundred dollars to spend in the Steelers Pro Shop. Gear up for the game. That's right. Get your uh, get your Steelers gear on. Get some layers. One night hotel stay and dinner for two downtown Pittsburgh. You got a weekend. Though. Beautiful. So you got a one o'clock game. Sleep in a little. Come into the city the night before, have a nice dinner. Right, get up, have a little breakfast, do a little tailgate. And you're on the North Shore. Boom. You're there. Don't worry about traffic. Yeah. This is an awesome prize. Now, how do you win it? Simple. You go to dve.com, and under the contests page, you'll find a quiz. A Steelers quiz. Should we be reading the quiz uh, over the air? No, we shouldn't. It Does it change for everyone? Oh, it should. Steelers season <laughs> quiz is what it says. Okay. So you go there, and you got to ace it, okay? Shouldn't be too hard, right? I mean, if you're a Steeler well, fan, did you have trouble? No, I didn't take it. Well, why not? Because <laughs> I was afraid that it would register me. Well, dude, that would be awesome. Well, I can't and the win. winner is Val Porter. <laughs> Wait a minute. Pal Vorder. Hmm? Uh, go to DV.com, and you could win now. I mean, that's uh, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, um, all the questions are curated by myself. 
because nobody else would help me. Uh, but uh, yeah, so blame Slack if you they're can, too uh, hard. <laughs> you can you can go to Google to find a lot of the answers. Also, Look at that. it helps if you listen to DVE because maybe some of the questions have to do with maybe certain guests on the show, like maybe when Cam Hayward's on. Ah, easy. So, you know, we make it easy for you, and it's multiple choice. Ugh. You don't even have to type. You don't even have to spell stuff. And that's nice. All right. Go now. DV.com. Now, again, we're going to probably draw from a field of people who aced the quiz, but you got to go and ace the quiz Should first. Should be easy for everybody to D-V-E. do that. DVE.com. I just took the quiz. How'd it go? I passed. How many questions? 65. <laughs> oh, you're a speed reader, at too, on top of it. That's DVE.com. And if, as if that weren't enough, your chance at a thousand bucks in workforce cash coming up at seven here on your home of the Steelers, one hundred two point five DVE. Waiting, watching the clock. It's four o'clock. It's got to stop. Tell you, take no more. She practices her speech as he opens the door. She rolls over, pretends to sleep as he looks her over.
It's the DVE Morning Show. Papa John might not advertise during the Super Bowl. What? Now, I've, I have such a good idea for Papa John. I'll tell you about it after the break. He's screwing up here. He's out, right? Papa John, whatever that guy's name is. Yeah, is he stepping down? Didn't he? He uh, stepped down in the aftermath. Yeah, but he's still the face of the franchise. I mean, the commercials oof, are like, you know, better ingredients. That's a nip and tucked face. Yeah, oh, his face is awful. Yeah. The shoe polish he puts in his hair. Mm. It's so dark. Adjust. <laughs> you got to adjust. You know, you got to slowly, you yeah. know, just fade well, in that gray a little bit once you turn 65. Get just for men. It, no, he, that's what he's doing. He's he using it. Yeah, but it. they show that. You have a little gray in there. Just get, have somebody do it so you don't look like. Yeah, have a professional do it, maybe. He <laughs> looks like. The throw mama from the train lady <laughs> got her got her got her hair buzzed and died. Not the a good, Fratelli mother. She from looks Goonies. like Mama Fratelli. <laughs> yeah, that's what he looks like. With his hair pulled back. Uh, Val has news next, and I'll tell you why Papa John is totally screwing up. What a bad idea! You can't miss the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a big one. Come on, so many things he can do. Little it's, Caesar's probably going to take over. Pizza, pizza. I didn't know, by the way, that that Detroit pizza is a thing. I thought that was just like a little Caesars gimmick. I didn't realize they made all pizzas square there. I've been to Detroit a bunch of times. I didn't even know that's what Little Caesars. I mean, I knew Little Caesars had square pizza, but I didn't know it was based on Detroit. Yeah. Pizza. No, neither did I. So there's two places in Pittsburgh that have that. Square pizza? Yeah. The one, Ironborn in Smallman Galley. Oh, my God. It's so good. It is Highest recommendation if you like, you know, a, if you appreciate all kinds of pizza. You know what I mean? There's There are people who just want the regular round pizza fix. A thin crust. That's what they want. A New York style, as close to sure. a New York style as possible. You know? But there, I see, I like all kinds of pizza. I like all kinds of pizza. I like a Beatles. Yeah. I, a, that's square pizza. It Square pizza that they don't cook the cheese on. Now a lot of people are freaked out by that. It's on Banksville. It's on Banksville Road. My and it it's like there's a Facebook meme going around about that. I keep seeing it popping up on Facebook. Um, so like people all over the country, I think, are learning about Beatles because that is a unique place. My brother one time went there, and he was he didn't know he was staying at my house. He had a deposition downtown, and he's like, oh, I'm just gonna get a slice on my way into town. And he thought it was just a regular pizza shop, <laughs> and he went and he called me. He's like, What what? What are, what is with this place? <laughs> he could not. Did he ever. Right? He couldn't reconcile it. He's like, but why do they do that? And what? I'm like, I, I don't know, dude. They've just always done Fair it that thing. way. It's awesome though. He's like, it's different. I don't feel like I got my pizza fix, but I I feel like I I, I liked it. And I'm like, well, that's how some people think. So I think this place, Small McGalley, Ironborn in Small McGalley, uh, is the same thing. If you're an open-minded pizza eater, boy, you're gonna absolutely. Love it because it's square. It's a little thick, but like the ingredients and the like the crust. It's one of those where you eat the crust and you're like, this is as good as every other part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Minio Sicilian. Same. Oh, yeah, dude, square. I... Unbelievable. I love a good Sicilian. They cut it diagonally, so it's just, it's a treat. Yeah. You got to go in there and ask if they have any piping hot Sicilian. <laughs> By the, and then I had another one in East Liberty on Saturday that I had not had, Pizza Talia. Have you guys been there yet? 
No, but it's a bad. Anonymous. It's a weird name. Yeah, Talia is a bad. It sounds like it's a bad suffix. Yeah. Sounds like <laughs> anyway. uh, genitalia. Yeah, I know. It sounds like pizza nards, <laughs> <laughs> which are fantastic. If you've ever they, had them, you get the fried pizza nards. Yeah. But they that pizza is awesome. I am a big. What fan. is it? What what is it? Brick oven. Okay. So I'm a big fan of the brick oven, you know, craze mm. that's been going on. Uh, I don't even oh, remember yeah. how I got here. Oh, Bill Papa Pitts. John. Oh, Bill Bill Pitts Pitts, has, yeah. has great. Ron Pitts. Molinaro. He's uh, he's the uh, he's like the godfather of that in Pittsburgh. Um, but at any rate, poor Papa John struggling to find his way after being embraced by the alt right and declared the favorite pizza of white supremacy. <laughs> it's a tough. That's a tough thing to shake. It is. <laughs> Why not just steer into the skid? And- well. Come out with a white pizza. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and it, you, like, instead of a box, it's in a hood. <laughs> right. Joe Perry now says that not only will Aerosmith's tour later this year not be their farewell, but that there is a possibility they will record an EP or possibly even a full-length album before it begins. Wow. I mean, I thought Steven Tyler was a country music star. Does he really have time to do this? I'm not sure. Joe seems to think so. Mm-hmm. Steven Tyler does look like everybody's flamboyant aunt. The one they go to for fashion tips? Yeah. <laughs> Scott, I need a new scarf. Scott said that a long time ago, that all old rock stars start to look like, you know, like your aunt. But he really does. He looks like Madam from Waylon and Madam. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVD Do you think Morning if you Show. sneeze around Steven Tyler, he just takes a scarf off from around him and another <laughs> one pops down like, oh, a, yeah. like a towel dispenser in a bathroom? There's no question. Like something Jeffrey would want to beat up? He's got a couple burner scarfs in there. <laughs> it is the DVE Morning Show. Val Porter has a news update for us. Valerie, what's going on over there? Well, here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. More clouds than sun today, but a dry day. High temperature 36, mostly cloudy 27 tonight. Could be a rain shower and a spot or two Wednesday afternoon, but much warmer. High of 49 I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It's 32 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. The flu has turned deadly in western Pennsylvania. Family members say 21-year-old Kyler Boffman died last Thursday from complications from the flu. They say it came on over Christmas as a fever and a mild cough. Within days, doctors were fighting organ failure due to septic shock. Family members describe Boffman as a fit 21-year-old, and he was studying to be a personal trainer. They're hoping people will learn from his death and not wait to see a doctor if you have the flu. That's, that is just an awful story. Yeah, Terrible. Stunning. People in areas where California's biggest wildfire burned last month now are threatened by possible flash floods and mudslides. People are being evacuated from areas in Santa Barbara, Ventura, and Los Angeles counties as heavy rains pound Southern California. They just can't get a break. A flash flood watch is out for recently burned areas all day today as rainfall becomes more intense this morning. Rain could fall at the rate of one and a half inches an hour this morning. Pennsylvania lottery officials say a million-dollar lottery ticket was sold in Bethel Park. The New Year's Millionaire raffle drawing ticket was sold at the Giant Eagle on Library Road. Officials Mm. add $200,000 tickets were sold in Allegheny County as well at the Sheets on Clareton Boulevard and the Alston Mini Mart in Monroeville. So congratulations to you big winners. That's pretty cool. A new study has found Facebook addiction is similar to sex, cocaine, and painkillers. 
Researchers found that using Facebook lights up the brain the same way sex and drugs do. People check out Facebook looking for those likes and positive comments. When they get that positive feedback, they enjoy the rush of the pleasure-seeking chemical dopamine. Of course, social media hasn't been around long enough to really see what sorts of long-term effects we're dealing with, especially with kids. What about prolonged use? Because I feel like, you know, maybe right when you get on Facebook, you feel that dopamine hit. And then the rest of the time on there, you're just chasing the dragon. (laughs) And it's like, uh, I'm only going on Facebook so I don't get sick. (laughs) I don't want to go through withdrawal. (laughs) So I better log in and scroll down a few clicks. It's garbage and it's killing us slowly. And Uh, there's any doubt to that at all. Are are your parents on Facebook at all? My mom is, but I blocked her. Yeah, you blocked her. <laughs> yeah, was that was that weird at Thanksgiving? No, to talk about. She was very mad at first, and I tried to explain to her. She was aware that you blocked her. My brother, one one of my brothers, same thing. I didn't block him, but I kept erasing his comments because I tried to explain to him, but it was to no avail. Like, I can't protect you from. The mass of people who will right. attack you right. for anything you say. And I don't know if you're signed up for that. <laughs> yeah. You think you're making a comment amongst my friends uh, that you know. But that's not what this is. It's the public at large. It's the public at large. That, my account- it's everyone I've ever known and most of the people I don't know. Well, no, I mean, the vast majority of the people on, on my Facebook feed, I just keep it like an open, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but private, not like a public like fan page morning show thing. I just put whatever you know. People follow it, and people mf me, and uh, you know, and the other people dig it. But like, <laughs> I don't want my mom dealing with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. right? Yeah, no, that's a, it's a problem. I remember the one of the last posts I made was uh, a bunch of uh, kids in in an alley over in Regent Square. It was my kids, my brother's kids, my sister's kids. And my brother's um, brother-in-law's kids, and somebody made a comment about one of the kids, the, the boy who wasn't wearing a shirt. They were like, "Look at this little thug!" And his grandma is also friends yeah. with me, so go. then his grandma's like, sure. "That's my grandson." Right? I can't believe you'd say this. And I was like, "Delete! I'm yep. deleting the post, and I'm not posting anymore." No, that's smart. I I, mean- I don't want to. I don't want to have to. Just babysit a post because it's going to, you know, mayhem is going to break out in the comment section. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. I don't want to have cortisol running through my veins at like 1030 at night after somebody posts something and I feel compelled to go, oh, my God, you're so stupid. (laughs) Right. In the most, (laughs) you know, diplomatic way possible, of course. But you don't want to, you don't have to. It's a mess. I, t- I took your lead. Watch- I got off for a long, long time, and I've just kind of used it as a news scroll every once in a while to hurry up and see if something broke, like I do for Twitter, because it's there is no point in that that cyber boxing match. No good comes from it. I mean, people go on. I mean, that is one of the biggest platforms in the world. I mean, people watched more video on Facebook than they did on YouTube. YouTube is only video. Facebook, more people watch video on Facebook. Right, and that's why the Russians have completely manipulated it and used it as a platform for propaganda. 
Because everybody will stare at it all day. Turkeys are disrupting mail service in some Ohio neighborhoods. The aggressive birds have been pestering mail carriers in Rocky River, and it's gotten so bad some homes haven't been able to get mail service in weeks. The mayor is asking people to take down their bird feeders so turkeys aren't attracted to them. How often do you... (laughs) Kinky turkey. Uh, How often do you (laughs) dine out every week? I'm abnormal. So how many times? I go out to have lunch at least twice. And I probably go out to dinner twice. Well, that's not bad. That's under the average, actually. How about you, Bill? Is it really? Yeah. The average American goes out to lunch and dinner combined 4.9 times a week. Uh, maybe I'm lying then. because Maybe I'm doing it like my <laughs> dad like does at lying. the hospital. Like, it's... how many beers do you have per week? He's like, only like five. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm probably somewhere around five. According to uh, the Zagat survey, yes, 4.9 times per week is average for Americans. People in Houston go out to eat the most, 5.7 times per week, and uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, Miami, and L.A. right behind. Can I, I, can I guess how many times you go out? Sure. Negative one? No. No, Val gets pizza at least twice a week, right? No, I, don't, I couldn't tell you the last time I had pizza. You can tell me. I won't say anything. I, don't, I really don't remember. Um, it's not more than once. No. Every few, wait, dining out or yeah, pizza? Yeah, dining out. Oh yeah, I would say two to three. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to not right now. You know, I'm trying to have a somewhat healthy January for mm-hmm. for once to like rebound from the holidays. Have you drank it? No. And the amount of guff I get about it, guff's a funny word, <laughs> but the amount of crap I catch from people who are like. <laughs> They're like, you want a beer? I'm like, nah, I'm just trying to lay off for January. They're like, oh, what's the point? Wussy. Everybody, but everybody is just like, the world's going to end. I, why are you wasting a month? No, see, that was the approach to last year. That's why everybody has to try to clean things up this year, because everybody was just eating their feelings and drinking every night. Right. Oprah's going to save us now. Let's get healthy. <laughs> yeah, I probably go out twice. Between, I never go out to lunch. I do it all the time. Never. I like it. It's my reboot for the day. And and, and I, I feel bad because a couple of places I go, they're like, oh, because Randy's half asleep. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Do they know what you order? Oh, oh yeah. It's bad. One place Your is like. usual? The one time I stopped going to a place because um, I went so often on a Sunday they were, and they were like, do you want your usual Sunday uh, dinner? <laughs> like that. And then I felt like that Greg Warren bit where yeah. he's like. You going to go for your walk? Yeah. <laughs> it's not my walk. <laughs> Greg Warren, by the way, coming back to Pittsburgh on January 27th, the Club Cafe for two shows. He'll be in town the week of uh, hanging out with us here in the studio. But get your tickets now to see awesome. Greg Warren at clubcafelive.com. Chester Bennington's widow is asking fans to stop leaving cards and gifts outside the house where the singer committed suicide. Delinda Bennington yesterday retweeted a message from someone at Lincoln Park's record company reminding fans to leave their items at Warner Brothers L.A. offices and not at Bennington's Palace Verdes estate home. Talinda noted her and her family have moved into a new home and well-meaning fans are disturbing the current tenants. Chester committed suicide July 20th at the age of 41. Finally, CBS won't be able to pay the Big Bang Theory actors enough to stick around one more season. They are making nine hundred grand per twenty minute, uh, twenty two minute episode. That's nearly a thousand dollars per second. What? But now the alleged onset feuding has caused pro- uh, producers to play peacemakers. 
Johnny Galecki admitted, quote, the cast has dis- discussed wrapping the show. I think everyone's very comfortable with 12 seasons being a good time to go home, end quote. It's a pretty long run. Very long. A backstage source claimed Galecki and Kaylee Cuoco are jealous Jim Parsons is getting more money. He gets an extra paycheck for narrating the spinoff Young Sheldon. Well, why wouldn't he make more money? Right. It's He's doing a job. second show. Right. The insider said, quote, they all used to pal around, but not anymore. Now they're at each other's throats. And according to NaughtyGossip.com, Kaylee also brawls with Mayim Bialik. They hate each other, a source revealing, quote, there have been huge cat fights. Now producers just try to keep them apart. And You quote. can't fight with Blossom. She's easy to fight. Are you kidding me? She's Come one of those on. weirdo, what are the, what's that parenting called? Attachment parenting or whatever? Like her kids breastfeeding in fifth grade? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, is she one of those? Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe you should call six then and get her involved. <laughs> I'd so that's what I'm saying. There's so many easy shots at her. Whatever, Blossom. Whoa, <laughs> you stink. Your kid's still latched to your boob. <laughs> Got his learner's permit. <laughs> Clouds and sun today, mid-30s for the high. So uh, pretty much right where we are now. It's 32 at DDE. Okay, so that's way too old, by the way. As <laughs> soon as you can walk, I think you're, you're off. you got to be off the, the teeth. you got to be off the juice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Papa John. Papa John, the embattled pizza. Uh, I don't know. What do you call him? Maven? Maverick? Yeah, he's a pizza tycoon. Well, he had to step down, as you know, from Papa John, but he's still the face. Oof. He's the former CEO, but he's, he's still, you know, better pizza, better angry, whatever their slogan Papa is. John. But now they may s- sit out the Super Bowl. There may be no Papa John's advertisements during the Super Bowl. He should have just hung it up when Peyton Manning retired. <sighs> Seriously. Or just, I don't know, Peyton's, does Peyton still do his commercials? I don't know I don't that. Know. The only ones I see are the the insurance company. I have to tell you, oh, the one with uh, Brad Paisley. Yeah, that I saw that one yesterday. It took about 100 times for me that to settle in. People always ask me about commercials, and I'm, I don't... I don't pay attention. Either do I. I go right to the Twitter. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, the thing I'm watching is done? Twitter. But at any rate, Papa John, they, they're not sure if they're going to advertise during the Super Bowl because they're not sure how it will be received. Like, what's the point of spending $10 million on a Super Bowl ad if all it's going to do is make you a target for people to make fun of you online? Right. And bring up the fact that you are the official pizza of white supremacists, so they claim. Even though Papa John's is like, hey, we don't want anything to do mm-hmm. with uh, white supremacy. And they're like, ah, you can't quit us. <laughs> we love you. You just can't leave now. So here's what I think Papa John should do. It's an ad that starts off with like a Papa John car pulling up to a house. And then you just see a pop, like the delivery guy from the back, the perspective of the back. He walks okay. up to the house, and there's tiki torches in front of the house that are lit, right? And he like rings the doorbell, and a dude in one of those like alt right white supremacist outfits with the po- white polo shirt and the tan khaki pants answers the door, and he's like, "All right, my Papa John's pizza is here." And then he says something stupid German, you know, slogan that they've all adopted: "Hail pepperoni." And then the camera pans, and the delivery guy is Papa. John and he's like I got uh, two things pizza and ass whoopings 
and I'm all out of pizza. And then he opens the pizza box, and there's like a gun in there, and he pulls it out and just... (laughs) And he just goes Nazi hunting in the commercial. And then it just shows him going around killing Nazis like Inglorious Bastards. Or just beating the hell out of them. Maybe he doesn't kill them. Maybe he just beats them up. And it's like, Papa John! Nazi hunter. And then at the end, he makes out with Oprah and they eat a slice of pizza together. I like That's, it. You should pitch like that to the executives. <laughs> sure that won't stir anything up. I really think they should do it. Just saying. I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would never spend money on a, on a Super Bowl ad. It's almost always bad. Yeah, the I feel like the phenomenon of being excited about the commercials is kind of waned. Like it's I think it's it's over. I think it's good for like the big brands like Coca-Cola and Budweiser. Yeah, they, Budweiser you know, always had good ones. They all the, the the overall branding like you you know, it's it's not about that one commercial cuz if if you're spending your whole your whole nut on that mm-hmm. on that one spot. Some, some people have. It's yeah. I, I don't know if I'd ever do that. The the ones I remember were the and I don't even remember I think it was for Tide where the guy had the talking spot on his shirt. Yeah. That one and the it wasn't monster.com, but it was one of those job search websites where the, the one human was in the office and everybody else was a monkey. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. It wasn't Monster. I can't remember who it was, though. Um, yeah, was, wasn't there one last year with a bunch of the, the wiener dogs that were running? I think yeah, it was Budweiser. Was it, oh, it was Heinz. No, it was Heinz. it was Heinz, yeah. yeah. They all end up eating the dogs, I think, at the end. <laughs> so they don't show that part. <laughs> no, it's cut off. You have to go to online to see the extended version for yeah. that. Last night during the national championship game. See, I'm not sure what the ratings are going to be for that. I'm not sure how much it costs to advertise during that game. That's the game, of course, where the president showed up last night and didn't know the words to the national anthem and mumbled some hilarious like things that were... <laughs> Maybe he was remixing it. So, we don't know. I, we need lip readers to come up with what he was actually saying there. But at any rate, during that game on ESPN, you could watch ESPN 2, ESPNU, the Ocho, whatever, and they all had different broadcast of the game that included like three or four different college coaches and they are breaking it down so you were like essentially watching the game with a bunch of different people Mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah i like that i think this would be so much fun to do for steeler games with steeler fan like wouldn't it be great to have snoop dog watch it with snoop oh yeah i thought you yeah i mean celebrities no joe manganello right billy gardell right or like local guys too you know like albie or stan stan yeah yeah that'd be pittsburgh dad like you were able to just (laughs) right right. enjoy watching the game with those people rick (laughs) c He's just eating the whole time, just <laughs> cooking different things. Yeah, that'd be fun. Did you watch any of that? It was uh, the national championship game. I yeah, mean, oh, yeah, the alternate broadcasts. No, no I didn't. It I was just watched the old boring one. Yeah, well, that was easy to watch. Showing just the game. The the one thing about those other broadcasts was it was a little difficult. There was a lot of voices. You know, yeah. they, they they didn't spend a lot of time figuring out how they were going to divvy up broadcasting time so they were kind of right. talking over each it's other it's unscripted so people are just hanging out and conversating about the game totally and i guess i wouldn't 
necessarily watch a Pittsburgh Steeler game like that because I want to see the game. Mm -hmm. Unless it was maybe, I don't know, the preseason or something where the outcome wasn't, you know, huge stakes like it's going to be on Sunday. Watch a game with Steely McBeam. Coach Cower. He doesn't talk, does he? Steely doesn't talk. Well, he does. He talks. Uh, Hi, guys. (laughs) You could be at the game. All you got to do is go to dv.com. I can't get over this prize, really. You'll get over it. But it's pretty darn good. (laughs) It's a Steelers playoff prize pack that includes Steelers-Jaguars tickets, $100 Steelers Pro Shop gift card, one-night hotel stay, and dinner for two. All you have to do is go take our quiz that doesn't work at dve.com right now. Log on. Get registered. There, There was like a fly in the ointment. But just get on and get registered right now. Yeah, it's an awesome prize. You said the qu- the quiz is kind of tough. It is. I tried to take it straight up. I didn't cheat. And you can definitely cheat. Right. You can use the we, Google. Yeah, we make it easy for you. Um, but, yeah. There's a couple questions on there where I was like, oh. You can cheat and it's multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> tickets, Making it real easy. Tickets to the game. Hotel. Dinner. $100 Woo! to buy Steelers stuff. That's right. It's you be can't a little chilly on Sunday. Fade so it. We're, we're going to be players. Who cares? Oh, this is good news, though, Bill. You and I were talking about this. The weather is going to be frightful again on Sunday after a, a brief warm up here. Get those Florida boys up here. That's right. We don't want it warm and raining. We want it cold and snowing. Cam Hayward joins us in 20 minutes here on the DVE Morning Show. Mike Pursuit next. A wow finish in the uh, national championship game last night. The Pens, they're going to figure it out. And the Steelers look ahead to the Jags. A.B. was back in town and practicing yesterday. The latest next in sports on D- DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the WDVE Morning Show. Steelers getting ready for the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. Antonio Brown included. Brown has been out since the Patriots game. That was a game that didn't go the way anybody Associated with the Steelers, anticipated it. Mike Brown in particular. But he has gone through what he has gone through since, and now he's back. It was adversity. You know, you play this game long enough, you're going to have adversity. And, you know, it sucks. You know, uh, we, we don't wish anyone to get injured. But uh, it's hard enough trying to fight back to get back on your feet. But, uh, you know, that's a part of the process. You know, you play this game long enough, you're going to have adversity. And uh, those are things you got to grow from. And, uh, those things that make you better as a human. I think it's uh, it's revealing uh, on a couple of levels in terms of Brown's availability. He didn't say 100% he's going to play, but he did say that it's the playoffs and you do what you have to do. That was in reference to a question about, you know, can you go at less than 100%? Can you, Would you play if you can't do everything that you normally can do? The answer is, of course, you go out there and do what you can. Uh, He also spoke to the media yesterday. Antonio Brown has been a Fridays-only guy all season. He missed you guys. Everybody just went to his locker yesterday, and he talked. I think he wanted to talk about it. I think he wanted to put himself out there. It reminded me of the scene before the Cincinnati game in December when he hadn't practiced hardly at all throughout the week of preparation. And he came out for the early part of the warm-up in full uniform. And just kind of jogged around the field. You know, most of the time the guys come out in sweats and right. t-shirts, whatever. Then they go back in the locker room, and then they, the position units come out one at a time, in full dress. And he was uh, front and center, just letting everybody know. Then, okay, I'm here. 
And uh, I think you're going to see him on Sunday. For sure. He's, uh, again, not committed to playing, but uh, he talked about potentially playing and doing uh, what he's capable of doing to help his team. You know, I'm not trying to measure things and, and give you guys synopsis of how I'm going to be. You know, if I'm out there, I'm going to get his team all. I'm, I'm going to be who I am. You know, I can't change who I am. I'm going to be who I am, my best self. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give the team my best foot forward. Yeah, the Antonio Brown the Steelers saw at practice yesterday was good enough for Ben Roethlisberger. I thought he looked great, and I expect him to be great. You know, if nothing else, he ties up Jalen Ramsey. Right. Because out there and doesn't catch a pass. Which frees up Martavis and Juju. And that's a, that's a big deal. Uh, that, could, that could be, assuming Brown is healthy enough to actually do something, which I think is a pretty safe assumption, that could be a really intriguing matchup uh, to watch a great corner. Ramsey might be the best corner in the game, and Brown might be the best receiver. Do they put him on, A.B.? Definitely. They do and they don't. Sometimes they travel him, sometimes they don't. Now, when um, late in the season when Jacksonville played Houston, Ramsey was on DeAndre Hopkins almost every now. So, if I'm them, I'm trying that. If I'm Doug Marone, I'm saying, all right, I got my guy, I believe in him. He takes him out, now we worry about the other ten. And they work as a team really well. I mean, a lot. some of those interceptions were tips. I mean, they're always going to scheme towards him, at least. Yeah, they get uh, they get guys around the ball, and you're, you're not normally wide open against them. Buffalo did have some throws that Taylor missed, but guys were converging. And if you, if you get in a situation where the catch isn't clean or the ball's a little off, that's when the bad stuff happens. Jacksonville uh, really feeds off of sacks and interceptions. They call themselves Saxonville. They actually finished with one fewer sack than the Steelers, 56 to 55. But uh, they can rush the passer and they can cover. Running? Eh, might be a little more vulnerable there. So much fun talking about this stuff already. Nothing like the playoffs. Cam Hayward coming on in about 10 minutes. I'm interested to hear what he has to say about it. Two, it says, we are hunting Leonard Fournette. He should know that. There's a lot of talk coming out of both locker rooms. This is not a quiet. We, oh yeah. You know, I, there's no lack of respect, but there's certainly no love loss. They want retaliation for yeah. what happened earlier in the season. And Ramsey got the word down in Jacksonville that Ben Roethlisberger said he wanted to play Jacksonville again, and uh, Ramsey's response was, "Be careful what you wish for, because you're going to get it." Now that kid, that kid is legit. You gotta respect that kid. Not He's much, the best. Not much bravado uh, coming out of Jacksonville in terms of the offense. Uh, you saw the Buffalo game; that was a struggle to say the least. Uh, Doug Marone, uh, their head coach, talking after the game, said, "Quote: We never really got into a rhythm, and we weren't able to get anything on third down. I'd be a fool to sit here and say I'm not concerned." That was that was right after the victory over Buffalo. Steelers and Jaguars coming up on Sunday. Penguins have uh, five days off uh, this week. That uh, bye week for the Pens began yesterday. They'll be back in action on Saturday against the Red Wings at PPG Paints Arena. Hopefully they'll get some rest. Although Sidney Crosby said uh, lack thereof has not been the problem. It hasn't been an exhaustion issue to this point. It's been an urgency problem. 
Yeah, I think that just mentally knowing the situation and finding that urgency, I think, is something that, uh, you know, is is what it is now. And, you know, we're in the situation we're in. We need points and that desperation and urgency to be there. So um, I felt like that was something that maybe wasn't wasn't quite there earlier on, more than fatigue. And, um, you know, you're playing the right way. You, you get less tired and you're winning. And when he says that's something that maybe wasn't quite there, what he probably means is it wasn't there at all, and that's why they're hovering around 500 and uh, floating in and out at the bottom of the wild card standings. But uh, a lot of hockey left to be played and uh, plenty of time for the Penguins to still make a move. Congratulations to Alabama, which uh, beat Georgia 26-23 to in overtime and won the College Football Invitational Tournament last night <laughs> in Atlanta. It's the fifth mythical national championship in the last 10 years. For Nick Saban, his sixth overall. There's no pretty dis- impressive last night what he did. No disputing the dominance of that program and uh, pulling his starting quarterback at halftime and going to a freshman. That was ballsy. You do something like that, you better have won four national championships at that school previously. <laughs> but what, what a move, and it worked. I can't believe it worked. I can't. And then I- it was almost. I mean, that kid brought it back and tied it. And then the kicker, Alabama's kicker, was about to be. Bill Buckner-esque in Alabama because he blew it. And then they went to OT. Oh, really? He missed a field goal at the end of regulation? Shanked it. You stayed up and watched that game last night? No, but I saw all the highlights. I mean, I was watching it until I fell asleep. Okay. You know, Saban, for five national titles in ten years, he's got a pretty good program. He never has a kicker. Never. Georgia had one. How does that happen? The hipster kicker with the glasses. Blankenship. The Rex Specs. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Sabo out there. (laughs) Bama finishes number one in the AP Top 25, followed by Georgia, Oklahoma, Clemson, and Ohio State. Central Florida checks in at number six and actually got four first-place votes. Interesting. Wisconsin, Penn State, number eight, TCU, and Auburn rounding out the top ten. And uh, congratulations to Kerry Collins. He has been... Voted into the College Football Hall of Fame class of 2018. Collins led Penn, <laughs> Collins led Penn State to a 12-0 record in 1994. Oh, yeah. Is he your roommate? He wasn't my roommate, no. He got a lot of things done at Penn State. He did. He and I... Collins and Joe Jerry Vistas were a great combination. <laughs> he and I dated roommates twice at Penn State. So I, I knew him you know, a little bit my senior year. Would that make you almost famous? No, it just, <laughs> he was a funny dude. He, was, he he liked to have a good time. I had a good time with him on Bourbon Street one time before a Super Bowl. I bet. I, I, that's a good place for him. It was the, uh, it was the Packers-Patriots Super Bowl. And I was down there covering it and just ran into him on Bourbon Street. Was he smoking a cigar? <laughs> Remember when he got busted and he came out of the cop station smoking a cigar? He's like, yeah, I got a DUI. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Smoking a cigar. This uh, is how I'm handling drunk. it. It was a small group of people, and we had all been enjoying Bourbon Street. It's easy to do, especially during Super Bowl week. They should have the Super Bowl should be there every year. I 100 percent agree. Every big event should be in New Orleans. It's set up for it. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Um, when we come back, Cam Hayward joins us live here on the DVE Morning Show. It is the DVE Morning Show, and we are giving away playoff. Tickets, not just tickets, it's a playoff prize pack. It's Steelers tickets, 
to this weekend's playoff game against the Jaguars. <laughs> you get a $100 gift card for the Steelers Pro Shop. That's huge. You get one night in a hotel, which but, I'm guessing is the night before the game. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I that's don't think even it's huger. Like, you know, Tuesday. Well, you know, maybe, maybe. Maybe you took off Monday. Can you opt for, yeah, can you opt to do it the night after the game? I'm That'd not, be nice. I, I'm not, we don't know those details. <laughs> we don't know those details. Dinner for two. Little dinner. Hey, little dinner. Perfect. Can you do that on Sunday, Mike? A dinner on Sunday? Maybe go after if the you're game. Sober, maybe. I guess we don't, you could, but I think we don't the know idea those would details. Be not to. The idea is to get down there on Saturday, hang out downtown. Good place to hang. Although it, it, it might, is these days. Might be a good plan to stay Sunday night. Val, quit screwing it up. All right, <laughs> you go down Saturday night. Whatever you decide, this, this town is so much fun on a Steelers playoff weekend. Without a doubt. There is just a buzz. You and get all down you need- there Saturday, early. <laughs> you check in. Then you go to the, the strip district. Feel the buzz. Get the atmosphere going. The strip district on a Saturday before the game. I like it. Is awesome. Yeah. You have to be down there. If you have never is, done that. As is Carson Street. It's great. Yeah. And it's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, weather-wise, Saturday won't be so bad. No, it's going to be a little warmer than it's going to be on and Sunday. Sunday's going to get pretty cold. 20 degrees for the high on Saturday. So you'll get all of that in our Steelers playoff prize pack. All you got to do is go to dv.com under contests, and you take the Steelers quiz, which is a finely tuned Steelers season quiz. That will get you registered for that awesome prize pack, the aforementioned gift card, one night stay, dinner, tickets, etc. Fizzy lifting drink, the whole thing. What's your go-to on the uh, merch? <sighs> Depends on what you well, need. Well, it's cold. You was going to say gloves? I would say uh, uh, maybe uh, a nice beanie. Yeah, we went to the Steeler Some game gloves? a few weeks ago and bought Steelers caps, like beanie caps. Yeah. It's the warmest hat I've ever had. Really? Oh, yeah, It's like great. one of those felt-lined ones. Is it the old school one? Is yeah. Is that like the tassel yes. on top? Yeah. Oh, those are good. I got like three of those. Last time we tried to talk to Cam Hayward, our phones didn't work. And Cam stayed on the phone for like seven minutes waiting for us to figure it out. We had a, a big malfunction that I think was weather-induced. Uh, and uh, now, uh, oh, Cam's calling right now. How about that? We hey. got like five minutes late, but he's there. Reliable as ever, I think. Slack is, I don't He's know. an all-pro. Slack's just having a conversation with him in there. He's smiling and laughing. He's and probably congratulating Having him. a good time. Oh, okay. You done talking to him, Slack? Can we talk to him now? Okay, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, Cam Hayward of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah! It's the playoffs! All-pro Cam Hayward. What's up, man? Good to hear from you guys. Congrats on the all-pro. Thank you. I appreciate it. Was that something that, uh, you know, are you kind of of the mind of, oh, well, it's nice, or does it really hold a significant meaning to you? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, you know, well, you know, it, it's a lot of meaning. Um, you know, it signifies a good year. But I understand that's not the only thing that needs to get done this year. So uh, I'm going to put down the back burner for now and think about it later. Compartmentalize it. Yes, sir. Enjoy that later. You got business to do Sunday. Did you, uh, when you were watching the Jags Bills game, were you looking at that game from the perspective of, oh, if we play these guys, that's what we have to contend with. If we play these guys, that's what we have to contend with. Or did you just let it play out? I, I honestly just let it play out. Um, 
you know, you really can't go through all the situations in your head of what's going to happen. And then both teams are going to play you completely different than how they played in that game. Um, so I was at a, a fan's point of view, and then I went back and watched our Jags game after. So I uh, just to familiarize myself <laughs> with what went down. So uh, we'll be ready. Did you learn anything rewatching uh, your Jags game in October, or did it play out pretty much as you remembered it? Uh, it played out pretty much. Um, for most of the game, we were pretty stout. Um, I know we gave up two or three runs that, you know, were, um, you know, broke the dam and they had that those big rushing totals. But um, I want to say they ran the ball like close to 30, 40 times. So, you know, um, I think they were averaging like 2.5 yards for most of the game. And then those rushes really, those, those three long runs really, uh, you know, broke it open. Now, you guys are, you know, sack kings in the NFL. Is there uh, a conscious effort this week to try and just get pressure on Bortles, but still keeping in mind that you have to contain that guy because he can beat you with his feet? Yeah. Um, you know, he's very similar to some college quarterbacks in that if his first read's not open, he's going to, you know, try to make a play with his, his feet. Um, you know, and he does a good job doing that. So we have to be uh, very sound in our rushing lanes, um, you know, and not give up those uh, those long scrambles. A lot of times it was on third down. So uh, it's going to be very important that we put him in situations where he has to throw the ball and then uh, tackle him before he gets to the line. And what's the risk there, Cam? You have to be so fine with your discipline that it slows you down? Uh, I, don't, I don't think it has to slow us down. Um, we just uh, we got to rush smart. You know, we can't get past the quarterback and create running lanes. Or you know, you can't uh, if you're going to do a speed rush move. You know, you got to be quick and decisive, uh, and then come back to a, a, a position where you know you can you know play two gaps. Uh, sometimes um, when you get too wide and you know it creates a hole, um, you know you become a one gap player, uh, and then they expose you. Cam Hayward with us right now. So did you watch all four games this past weekend? I watched all three. I didn't watch the Atlanta-Los uh, Angeles game, but uh, I heard it was, uh, it was a crazy game in itself. They were all pretty good. The Mariota oh, yeah. passed to himself. I mean, that was the first time I ever saw anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, the crazy part is he got pushed into it. It wasn't even like he was tracking the ball. He, was, he threw the ball, and then the defender pushed him a little bit, and then... Um, Mario just caught back up to it. Um, you know, it's funny. I I, I texted Coach LeBeau, um just saying, you know, get ready to make some noise in the playoffs. Just don't make too much noise. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I, I think they did enough. <laughs> uh, did you read the ESPN uh, breakdown of the, the Pats' power struggle? I did not. Do you care about it at all? Uh. Honestly, don't unless it has anything to do with their strength coach, their lunchroom uh, lady. Uh, I, I could care less because uh, those dudes are going to be ready to play by the time uh, we see them. Yeah, so you're confident it's a Steelers Pat showdown. I, I don't know. Um, you know, the Tennessee's got a heck of a running running game, um, and they have a good defense. You know, they their defense I think was you know top five. So. Uh, you really don't know who's going to play. 
Um, all we can do is worry about ourselves uh, and make sure we get to that point. You know, if Tennessee wins, we have another home game. So um, I wouldn't mind uh, having two home games. And what's the stat you said about Nick Saban and? Oh, Nick! Every time Nick Saban wins, Belichick loses. Yeah, <laughs> you think that's because God? That. God can only tolerate one jerk at a time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, saw, I saw a stat like that with LeBron too. It was like every time uh, Nick Saban wins, LeBron wins too. So um, if we can get two out of three and keep Belichick from winning, I think that's a good sign. Let's just not let Belichick sign LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, put LeBron up against me. I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, Big Ben said that he wanted to see Jacksonville sort of keying up that he wanted some retribution. Does the defense feel the same way? Of course. Um, as, a, as a competitor and as a player, um, you know, we know they got the best of us. We know we didn't play our best football. Uh, and, you know, that was a game that we uh, felt like we could have done, done a lot better. Uh, so what better way to do it in the playoffs? Um, you know, I know a lot of people said Ben got his wish, but, you know, why wouldn't you want to play them? Um, you know, to go against the best and know that we uh, have everybody going. Uh, and then to have a guy like A.B. coming back, I think I think everybody's excited. Yeah, Ben said he looked great and he expects great. Did you happen to notice him yesterday, Antonio Brown? Uh A B just looks like A B. I don't I don't know great from ungreat because A B has always been uh pretty consistent in the, in the way he practices. Um, you know, it's just about uh you know getting back in the shape and you already see A B's been posting the videos, uh, but it's about getting back in that football shape. So A B's gonna do whatever it takes to get ready. So what about the rust factor that everyone talks about? Is it possible to to play your first down rust free or is there an inevitable amount of uh, uh time that you're gonna have to uh get reacclimated to playing speed i don't think there is a chance for rust because we have been practicing uh pretty hard it's not just like we we took rest uh, we were still practicing so we basically just had a day off um for the guys that didn't practice so uh you know rust you know when you're at this point uh you know, you have to be a professional. You have to be ready, um, and hopefully, rust doesn't come to be a factor. Are you getting caught up in juju mania with the rest of Steeler Nation? <laughs> I, I just like, uh, you know, giving juju a hard time when Ohio State beats USC. Oh, uh, I saw what you made him do, man. That was that wasn't right, but it was great. <laughs> made him wear the Ohio State shirt in the locker room. Yeah, juju knew it was coming. Um, you know. Me and Ryan both would have been doing it, but, uh, you know, uh, Juju uh, has a lot of fun, and we think we have a little bit of fun with him, too. He, I can't wait to see how different he is in a couple of years. Right now, you know, he did that reporter thing on the street. Did you see that? John Smith. I did I did see that. <laughs> I saw um, a little bit. I didn't see the whole thing, but I think everybody was catching on to his, his routine. <laughs> like, you know, Juju can't hide in Pittsburgh. No, I don't think <laughs> he understands weird. that yet. That wig was too much. Terrible. No, but now, you know, he was openly, people are like, Juju, that was great. And then he tweets out, tell me what you think I should do next. I'm like, oh, the, how refreshing is it to have this, you know, a rookie who's like, yeah, I'm playing along with everybody. And then, you know, he'll be a grizzled veteran soon enough and he'll be like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I guess you go through that a little bit. But, uh, you know, I think uh, Juju's a heck of a kid. 
um, you know, always trying to have fun. Uh, sometimes you got to reel him back in because he's having too much fun. Uh, but it, it's his, his energy is very infectious, um, you know, and it, I think it uh, brings another element to our offense. Do you think that his celebrity status has had a positive effect on Martavis in that it has allowed him to become reacclimated without the same kind of spotlight on him? Because people are like, you know, all caught up in juju. So Martavis has been able to sort of, after he got past the initial controversy, just slowly get better every week. Well, I think, uh, you know, as much as we want to say Juju's very immature or likes to have fun, it was a very mature decision of how Juju approached the situation with Martavis. Um, you know, you know, Mar- you know, Juju could have, you know, you know, created a burden and, you know, said, no, I want the ball, I want this, I want that. Um, but Juju just went about his business. And I think it allowed Martavis um, to understand that, you know, we don't care how – anybody gets the ball or who gets the ball or um, what's done as long as we win. Um, and I think that has allowed Martavis to grow um, and be a better player. But I think, um, you know, the injury to Antonio kind of helped all three of our, you know, starting wide receivers now. You know, you get a guy like Juju, Martavis, Eli Rogers, uh, getting more chances to get the ball. Um, and, you know, Ben's going to have more confidence than you guys. I think it's helped all three of those guys. So now they know um, as we get in the playoffs and they try to shut down a guy like A.B., you know, we can rely on those guys from here on out. Cam Hayward of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cam, always a pleasure to talk to you. Looking forward to talking next week about the AFC Championship. Yes, sir. Can't wait. All right, man. Talk to you. Oh, by the way, you did watch that game last night, right? Oh, I did. It was crazy. I I can't believe uh, they stuck a – that kid in at halftime, and you know, I was really surprised Sony Sony Michelle didn't get the ball in the last three drives. He only got the ball once, which is crazy. He was the one you know carrying their offense. It they had two freshman quarterbacks in the national championship game. Yeah, I, I thought Fromm played pretty well um, early on, um, but his passes were a little bit off, and then. Um, you know, I I felt for that Alabama kicker. Uh, luckily, they won the game because <laughs> I was reading some of the tweets and they were livid. <laughs> <laughs> Kickers don't have it good, man. Like if you like Boswell's had an amazing season, and there's still this feeling like, yeah, yeah, but he's supposed to. You know, he, right. he he's supposed. That's it his kinda job. Is. That's his job. It kind of is, and that's it. So you get a little bit of like, yeah, way to go. You got one job. Right. There's a little bit of glory and a whole whole lot of hatred if you screw up. Yeah. How about the other kicker, too? You know, he's Rex Specs. Yeah, and they call him Hot Rod. Heck of a name. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, I w- he hit a 52-yarder last night. Um, but, you know, it was a crazy game. I couldn't believe that busted coverage at the end of the game either. Yeah. You know, um, you you sack a guy, and you get him almost out of field goal range, and it's second along, and you go cover two, where the safety doesn't have your back. Oh, that's a that's, that's a tough tough pill to swallow. And the young kid comes through with that one too. Yeah, you know, he was very poised. Um, you know, to give up um, that big a play which was kind of a bonehead part to not just throw it away at that time um, and then bounce back and make a, a dime like that was huge. Yeah. 
Uh, well, Alabama does it once again. Cam Hayward, always a pleasure, man. We'll talk to you next week. Go get him Sunday. Yes, sir. I right, man. Appreciate we'll, it, right on. Appreciate it. We'll see you. I mean, he's the best. Cam. Nobody better. I agree. He should have his own show. That was it. We just did it. No, but I mean, you know how they have YouTube channels like Juju has his own channel. <laughs> Lev has his own channel. Have YouTube? you ever seen Have you ever seen Lev no. 100% Juice? No. You haven't. It's 95% of it is just him driving around singing his own rap to himself. <laughs> but it is That explains why I've never seen it. It's pretty great. <laughs> it is pretty great. So he's just driving around? Yeah. And singing Puts his own music on. Yeah. <laughs> To and from the stadium every game. There was a time where, like, if something like that happened, like, everybody would know it and talk about it. But I feel like every one of these guys has their own YouTube channel. They, they and tell all them have their own YouTube channel. It requires a lot of viewing now to, to keep up with all of their extracurricular activities. Uh, Billy Gardell rejoining the show, 9 a.m. Val has news next. We'll talk about uh, two more lists Pittsburgh has made it onto. One, we hate winter, and the other is we're real buggy. Uh, buggy. 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 Thousand bucks in workforce cash now. And according to NaughtyGossip.com, Kaylee also brawls with Mayim Bialik. They hate each other, a source revealing, quote, there have been huge cat fights. Now producers just try to keep them apart, end you quote. You can't fight with Blossom. She's easy to fight. Are you kidding me? She's one of those weirdo, what are the, what's that parenting called? Attachment parenting or whatever? Like her kids breastfeeding in fifth grade? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, is she one of those? Yeah. Oh, maybe you should call six then and get her involved. <laughs> <laughs> I'd so, and that's what I'm saying. There's so many easy shots at her. Whatever, Blossom. Whoa, you stink. <laughs> Kids still latch to your boob. <laughs> Got a learner's permit. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. All right, Val's got your news right now on the DVE Morning Show. What's going on there, Val? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. More clouds than sun today, but a dry day. High temperature 36, mostly cloudy 27 tonight. Could be a rain shower in a spot or two Wednesday afternoon, but much warmer. High of 49 I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It's 33 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. A former Aspenwall man is staying in police custody, accused of plotting to join ISIS. The 21-year-old was being investigated for the death of his infant son when investigators learned of Sean Duncan's interest in joining ISIS and attacking the U.S. Duncan's family told federal investigators they were concerned he was radicalized after his conversion to Islam. Mitt Romney had a health scare last year, and aide says he underwent successful prostate cancer treatment over the summer at UC Irvine Hospital in California. His prognosis is good. The 71-year-old Romney is thought to be the runaway favorite to replace the retiring Orrin Hatch as one of Utah's two senators. I didn't know he was that old. I thought he was like early 60s. Yeah, he looks good yeah. for his age. Yeah, he's old. The White House is rejecting Steve Bannon's attempt to walk back his critical remarks in the explosive new book, Fire and Fury. The former top White House advisor says he regrets what he told author Michael Wolf. Aboard Air Force One, White House spokesman Hogan Gidley suggested there is no way back for Bannon. Gidley called hmm. Bannon's remarks repugnant and grotesque. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's the kind of guy that would give you the shirt off his back. Because he has three more of them on. <laughs> he does wear a lot of shirts. He, he really layers it up. He wears three shirts at a t- collared shirts. 
You which you don't see. Through them? Is that the reason? I have no idea. I have no idea. Is it a fashion statement? <laughs> I don't know. I think either. he's just, he's the sloppy, I mean, the sloppy Steve moniker was apt because he really is, that guy looks like Pigpen. Yeah, he looks like the overnight manager at a GameStop. <laughs> Not somebody who would be your chief strategist. Right. And I like how they're like, he had very little to do. He was unimportant. It's like, he was on the National Security Council. He was like his right-hand man. He was the CEO of the campaign. Ah, he didn't do, do anything. Which would be great when uh, Don Jr. gets busted and Don will be like, I had very little contact with my son. <laughs> Being on this <laughs> list will make your skin crawl. Officials with Oregon say that Pittsburgh is number 24 on the U.S. or in the U.S. on their list of top 50 bed bug cities. The list is based on Not where a list they we do, want to be on. No, where they do the most bed bug treatments annually. Baltimore grabbed the top spot for the second year in a row. Another list that includes They're Pittsburgh's. crabs down there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Str- Stringer bug. Another list that includes <laughs> Pittsburgh. Cities that hate winter the most. We are at the top of the list. How did they uh, come up with that? Well, it's just pe- people who hate winter. I guess you'd get, you'd, it's dark and dreary. We, it's not like Colorado where it's sunny. Right. And for years, we had one of the older populations of, of the bigger cities in the world or in the country, and, and you know old people hate the winter. And it's probably not a surprise. The other cities on the list, Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, Boston, Indianapolis, and Minneapolis. You mean all those towns that have winter? Yeah. <laughs> uh, dark, dreary, wintertime cities. Like I said, when you, I've only been to Den, well, maybe I've been there twice. But it'll snow, but then it'll be sunny and beautiful and blue skies, and it's I very picturesque. If if you live on the East Coast, you hate winter. If you live on the West Coast, you love it, because oh. at least you get all that sun and there's the, all the skiing. What is like, the meteorological reason for that, I wonder? Like, why it's so dark and dreary in winter around here? I don't know the answer. West it isn't. I don't know. Elevation? That wouldn't matter, would it? Because I just remember growing up skiing, you know, I would go up to Seven Springs or where, wherever we would go, Hidden Valley, and it was always just cold, windy, icy. The hills are like, you know, you sneeze and you're at the bottom of the hill. You're like, oh, God, I got to get on the lift again. Out west, it's it's you're skiing for the majority of the time. I, I think there's a difference, though, between sort of Rust Belt City winners and New England winners. You know, not to say Boston doesn't have a, a pretty severe winter, but like I don't know, oh, in Boston's Maine, and Vermont, awful. and those towns, like yeah, and very picturesque, right? <laughs> in the less where there's not like a ton of population. See, I think it's because any if you're on the East Coast, you're so close to the ocean, you get that that wind coming off the water, and that's what makes it unbearable. Like I lived in Boston for four winters, and it was it was worse than here. Chicago winters are also brutal. The wind is mm. just, it stinks. Even though the Windy City is not because of the actual wind, it's not how they got that name. It's still really windy there. Tim loves to open all the blinds, have everything. I'm like, I don't want to look at that in the winter. <laughs> Close them. When you want to paint some like cloud, like yes. murals with blue skies. Yeah. Blue skies. Cities where people look forward to winter, Phoenix, the number one city, followed by Miami, San Diego, Austin, Dallas, L.A., and Houston. 33% of workers surveyed said their mood at work is negatively impacted by cold weather, and 26% said January is their least favorite month of the year. You can't look forward to winter if you live in San Diego. 
what it dips into the 70s i know i would i would look that would be the last month i would look forward to because then i would be thinking oh good my relatives are gonna come visit (laughs) it was overcast yesterday wasn't that nice i think february is my least favorite month it is the one, January, like January, you can kind of tough through. You're still on the post-holiday high. Yeah, and you kind of like, you can just kind of, you're in the grind of, oh, this is winter, and then by February it becomes a bit much. Yeah. See, really January to me is is the absolute worst because there's so much festive. From, from November on, you're like, it's Christmas time, this is awesome, then you have Thanksgiving, there's mm-hmm. Christmas, there's New Year's, and then January just leaves you for Yeah, dead. but there's football playoffs. So you see friends at parties, and you're still going out. Yeah, all that. February yeah but what about sucks. the people that live in Cleveland? <laughs> That's they why they're number two on the list. <laughs> they they uh, hate January the most, like everybody else. <laughs> Stressed? Well, just smell your guy's stinky T-shirt. According to a new study from the University of British Columbia, women demonstrated lower levels of the stress hormone cortisol after smelling a T-shirt that had been worn by their opposite-sex partner. So it helps women who are feeling anxious or stressed feel a little more calm. Researchers did not test whether men would get the same benefits from smelling their partner's clothing. That's what they were doing in those panty raids back in the 50s. <laughs> just Lowering their guys were just trying to calm down. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, God. Yeah, I can't imagine a woman being calmed down by huffing some B.O. It's the pheromones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pheromones. It has to be just a shirt you've worn, not worked out in. Yeah, right? not like used hockey equipment. Fine or... line. Yeah, no, it's not like he's... It's, I wonder if it has to do like, like you stuff. can smell your man's deodorant. There's a chemical reaction. Face like, it. You dig the pheromones. <laughs> we got it. You chicks want dig, it. Chicks dig hey. the pheromones. Hey. Got it. You want it. <laughs> The world's first smart pet bed, activity tracker, and pet health and nutrition app is getting ready to hit the market. Petrix unveils the canine equivalent to the Fitbit this week at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. That's a pretty big event every year. The smart bed tracks your pet's weight, rest, and activity level. It's like your bed. Yeah, the sleep number thing. It's climate controlled. (laughs) I hate that thing. It just, I stopped looking at it. Why? It's sleep shaming you. It's it, it, totally. Every, I want to know the results of yours. Yeah. It, it basically, you bring it's those like, results in? it's like a game of hangman. <laughs> all right. And it, it's just building a coffin for you. And it's like, <laughs> I, you know, hey, look at you. Here's you slowly dying. You're can you, uh, well. can you print those out for us? Does your no, bed have a printer? No. If you want it, like, uh, it tells you when you get out of bed. So if you get up to pee, it tells you. Like last night, I definitely got up and had a bowl it's of cereal. So- Can you sync your phone up to your bed? Yeah, it is. Oh, that's yeah, how you're synced up. His- yeah, it tells me how many breaths per so minute get, I had. You get push notifications. Yeah, of t- what an awful night's sleep you had. Yeah, but like it's sometimes I'll uh, to try and change things up. I don't stay on the same side of the bed anymore. Someone told me like that's not a bad thing to oh, do. Oh, you do like- the stranger to your bed. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Exactly. I like, sleep. You don't know who I am. Sleep number. Yeah, I sit on my hand for a half an hour and then I go to sleep <laughs> on the opposite you don't know side me. of the bed. So I have sleep my ideal. One night. I have my ideal um, time set for six hours and thirty minutes. Like if I could mm-hmm. get six and a half hours, that's a that's yeah. great. Um, and I got 
that's what I got last night with, and it says, but five hours and 50 minutes of that were really restful. So there was 40, well, hours, 40 minutes where I wasn't, and I got out of bed to eat cereal, and it told it tell, 40 minutes. Yeah, it, it, tell, tells it told you, 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 you ate did? cereal? It doesn't, but it knows now. And now okay. it's like, you know, unless you're taking a deuce, it's like, that was a long time to be out of bed. And it's, it tells you, it shows you. I had, my breaths were 15 breaths per minute average. My heart, Does it start texting you? Like, yeah. You up? Sup. <laughs> Sup. 56 beats per minute average, uh, and uh, I got a 76 last night oh, out of 100. C score. Don't yeah. let your bed shame you, dude. It does every day. I hate it. I would just fart a bunch into it. <laughs> let that bed know who's Plow boss. It right in. No, but it'll tell you, like, it's like, oh, you didn't get a good night's sleep. And then it gives you this little recommendation. It goes... Write down what's likely to keep you up at night and set it aside for another time. Oh, Many find this simple exercise to be effective. It's always telling me things, and it'll be like, maybe you shouldn't drink so much. It says stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, maybe well, maybe you. you. Get... So when you Should wake up in the me. middle of the night, do you immediately jump out of bed and go, I'm going to eat cereal? No, it's only like, usually when I'm working out a little harder, I, I, uh, it happens. What if Your you, body's What famished. if you tried eating a bowl of cereal right before you go to bed? This may interest you. I did. <laughs> and you got up and ate Whoa. in the middle of the night. I don't know what happened. I had a very oh light God. dinner. I think that was it. This sounds like a cereal commercial. <laughs> <laughs> like so good, you have to wake up in the middle no, of the night like to have thing, another bowl. No, it's like a thing, man. Like you have to like train your brain to just not do it. And I was doing pretty good for a while. I think if you tried to not like if you woke up and tried to not get up and eat cereal. You would just stay awake longer and be like, oh, I have to go get it. No, no, but I mean, I think I just need to chug a glass of water and go back to bed. That'll do the trick, too. But like, you should try that. Yeah, well, you know, I'm trying to see now I'm at the age where I worry about drinking water too close to bed. (laughs) Like I'm like I'm a little kid. It's not that I'm going to wet the bed, but I'm going to have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning. and go Yeah. Well, much like with your bed, this uh, pet smart bed is paired with Petrix Activity Tracker that tracks your pet's caloric calorie burn, uh, your rate of burn, rest level, and other health metrics. They both communicate with the Petrix Health Nutrition app. The CEO of Petrix says the pet health ecosystem helps pet parents react quickly and effectively to their pet's needs. This is bad. This is like, this is how obese we've become as a country. Our dogs are fat. No, they definitely are. We got to get our dogs on a diet. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Sparky, you only walked 17 steps today. (laughs) Seriously. Go outside. Play catch for a second with yourself. Do something. Dogs don't care. They're like, that's right, I'm fat. Yeah. Why would you care? If I was a dog, I'd be the fattest dog. Well, they're not like, no, I'm good. I'm trying to cut down. <laughs> a, dog, a dog's brain is like, if there's food, I'm eating it. What are you talking about? I feel so bad for my dogs. It's like, you know, when it's zero degrees every yeah. day, you can't take them for a long no. walk. Dog's like, uh, I have this awesome crazy. bed here. I'm just going to lay in this bed and then give me a lasagna. And you can track my calorie burn <laughs> while I'm sleeping. <laughs> It's like, you're not sleeping well. Your dog is doing marvelous. Your dog is <laughs> nine hours of REM a night the and fa- eight hours a day. The family of fashion designer. Oh, it would probably show you when dogs kick their legs in their sleep. It would probably register on the. We'll get you a doggy sleep number. Okay. If I was a dog, that's the only cardio I'd get. Just the, <laughs> the sleep running. 
The family of fashion designer Gianni Versace is blasting the FX Network's upcoming American Crime Story installment on his murder. The family calls the episode a work of fiction based on a book the family did not authorize. FX responded with a statement yesterday saying it stands by the reporting of author Maureen Orth, whose book Vulgar Favors is the basis for the assassination of Gianni Versace. The show will air January 19th. Versace was shot to death outside his Miami home in 1997 by Andrew Kunal. Gunanen. Gunanen killed himself eight days later. He was later found to have killed at least four other people that year. Do you remember what a big deal that was? It was huge, it was yeah. A huge deal. Well, his, it's right on Ocean Drive there, right? You can, It's, it's like right on the main strip. I think they do tours of that place now. Oh, really? Yeah. Finally, Alice Cooper is coming back to Pittsburgh, but this time he won't be performing. He'll be part of the Steel City Con coming up in April. That'll take place April 13th to 15th at uh, the Monroeville Convention Center. According to Post-Gazette, Alice will be available for autographs and photos all three days of the show. Gary Busey will also be featured at Steel City Con along with Bruce Dern, Barbara Eden, Ric Flair, and Tiffany. And some other people from Star Trek, I don't know. Tiffany. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Clouds and sun, mid-30s for the high today. It's 32 at DBE. The NFL playoffs. I love this music. Sunday, 1 o'clock, Heinz Field. The high temperature, 20 degrees. The last time the Jacksonville Jaguars came to town, Leonard Fournette ran all over them question and they get the first down and more and he's on his way he's got a foot race for net he's at the 40 the 35 the 25 the 10 and that is a jacksonville touchdown of 90 yards for net ran wild ben threw five interceptions and the steelers bowed to the jags at home a lot of people started to question whether this Steeler team was as good as advertised at that point. Who is this team? What is their identity? Maybe Ben doesn't have it anymore. After the game, Ben said, I don't know. Maybe I don't have it anymore. Two pick sixes. Ben would go on to prove he has it anymore. He got plenty. Yeah, he got got plenty. Anymore. And he's going to show it Sunday. One o'clock. You could be there. Go to DVU.com. Take the Steelers quiz. And you're in the running to win. Steelers tickets. One night stay at a hotel downtown. Dinner for two. A $100 gift card for the Steelers gift shop. Get your Steelers gear. Get your belly full. Get a good night's sleep. And get ready for playoffs. Steelers Jags. One o'clock on Sunday in all the action. Starts four hours before kickoff right here on your home of the black and gold 102.5 DVE. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuit with your sports right now on DVE. Mike. Let's uh, take a look back at October the 8th and recall Jacksonville's 30-9 victory over the Steelers at Heinz Field. We just heard from Cam Hayward and... And we asked him about all those rushing yards, mm-hmm. 231 of them. And his Hayward's point was it's a couple, three plays that kind of bloated the total. It's not like Jacksonville ran up and down the field on the Steelers, right? Right. Uh, Mike Mitchell uh, expressed similar sentiments yesterday 
Uh, here's Mike Mitchell talking about Jacksonville on October the 8th and those 231 Jaguars rushing yards. If you watch that football game, it's not like their offense exploited us a ton. Um, I don't think it was a dominant performance from that standpoint. Um, I thought we played well enough to to win the game. Obviously, we didn't. Um, we got to do better Sunday as a complete team to win the game. And the last part of that, uh, probably a hint that maybe five turnovers is not a good idea, which I'm sure everybody agrees with. Yeah. Um, but let's take a little closer look at uh, what happened in October. Everybody remembers Fournette's run. You played the highlight mm. before the break. 90 yards at the two-minute warning. That was the exclamation point. And, yeah, 90 yards affects rushing totals and averages and makes it maybe look worse mm-hmm. than it was because the game's probably over at that point. Right. It's 23-9. There's two minutes left. Lev Bell called it cleanup time. Yeah. But let's let's go back to when it wasn't cleanup time. The steel, uh, First, let's look at the first half. Jacksonville had a 7-6 lead after two quarters. Leonard Fournette had 14 carries for 39 yards. He was averaging 2.8 per attempt, which is fine defensively. That's, that shouldn't get you beat. But in uh, the fourth quarter, the Steelers punt the ball back to Jacksonville on the first play of the fourth quarter. Okay, it's 20-9 at this point, Jaguars, because of the two pick sixes. Jacksonville gets the ball at its four-yard line with 14 minutes and 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Bill, you remember what happened from here? Yeah. You're nodding. Yeah. They ran it 12 consecutive times. Ran it right down our To the Steelers' 29-yard line. They kicked a field goal, 47-yarder, with 6.43 left in the game. They used eight minutes and 17 seconds over half the fourth quarter. To me, the pivotal drive of the game. You get them, you get them on the four-yard line, stop them, make them punt, mm-hmm. got the ball back at the 50, driving in. Now you got half the quarter left, and it's a one-score game, right? No problem. Didn't happen. Leonard Fournette on that drive, eight carries for 43 yards. That's a 5.4 average. Corey Ivory, four carries for 24 yards. That's a 6.0 average. Jacksonville took the ball with the game on the line and ran it 12 consecutive times. And took control of the game. That's what they're dealing with. Well, in a way, uh, you know, you can position it that the Steelers are fortunate that they're playing a team that they faced already. They know what they did wrong. I mean, you can. That's a very valid point. And that happened last year. The Steelers went down to Miami, and Jay Ajayi ran it down their throat. And then Miami came here. Kind of Miami last year and Jacksonville this year, similar teams in terms of their place in the playoff pecking order. Neither one considered a favorite. And the Steelers dominated that Miami game. And uh, Mike Mitchell remembered that yesterday as well. At the end of the day, they had a good game against us. Um, I like us when we play a team twice. Um, one, just out of familiarity. Um, we have had success against teams when they do well um, earlier in a year against us. And they they can do it again. There's no reason they can't. But don't go into this thinking, ah, oh, that, that 90-yard run made it unrealistic. Uh, that's a, it's a false stat, all those rushing yards Jacksonville had. Uh, that's not the way you should be looking at it. That's not the way T.J. Watt is looking at it. Well, I'm not one to say if that skewed the numbers or not, but uh, I feel like 
we definitely could have contained him a lot better. And I think um, anytime they have over 100 yards rushing on our defense, we feel like that's disrespectful and we want to make sure we fix that. And I think that's why we'll come out this week um, and, and try to stop the run the best we can. And they're going to have to do that without Ryan Shazier, which uh, they have done. They've had a harder time stopping the run without him than with him, as you would expect. Right. So there's there's work to be done here. This is uh, I, I think the Steelers are going to win the game. I think it's going to be Steelers Patriots in the championship game. But this one's going to leave a little bit of a mark. It's going to be a physical game, and they are going to have to be a physical defense against that Jacksonville running game. As you know. <laughs> 12 plays for 67 yards in over eight minutes will attest. These guys will run the ball until you make them try to do something else. But to me, I mean, they come in here one-dimensional. Without question. Bortles yeah, is I, just awful. He had three really good games, and the rest of the year has been the body of work suggests he can't beat you passing. And they have, they have inexperience at receiver, guys who have not uh, they're not been there, done that, guys. So this is just uh, highlighting that the Steelers have no excuse for losing this game. That's not to say that they can't still screw this up. The Steelers are a better team. They should win. They should yeah. be able to learn from their mistakes because this is a one-dimensional team that did the one thing yeah. they do good, mm-hmm. and the Steelers, for some reason, didn't stop it. You would think, a lot of people didn't stop it. Yeah, you would think that ain't going to happen again. Right. But I think, I think the seven-point spread's about right. I don't think the Steelers are three touchdowns better than these guys. Yeah, I mean, Jerry D picked them from 20-point favorites. I'm like, holy jeez, Luis. He had 30-10. to 10. Now, one thing that can happen is the Steelers can play well early. And if you get a couple scores up on these guys, they're going to be committed to the running game. But eventually, just time-wise, they could be in a position where they have to give that up. And if you get them in that position, then you can really pile on at the end. I'll reiterate what I said yesterday. I hope Ben is like 18 for 20. Hand I the hope ball he doesn't off. have more touchdowns for Jacksonville than Bortles does <laughs> like last time. 20's a good number in terms of attempts. If he, if he throws the ball 20 times, it's going to be a good day for the Steelers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Run the ball. Yeah. All right. Val has news coming up top of the hour. Val. Well, I have another secret for a long, healthy life, and you'll like this one, and we'll talk about the most binge-watched shows in history. Billy Gardell rejoining the DV Morning Show, 9 a.m. Dot com. It's the DV Morning Show. Steelers-Jags, Sunday, 1 o'clock. Steelers are better. They're the better team. Clearly. Now, this has happened in the past with the Steelers. They've gone in, and they've been a better team. Can't just be overconfident because the quarterback we're facing is inferior. That opens you up. Now, this happened. Was it 2011? 2011 12. Tim Tebow had no business. No business. None. Beating the Steelers. And, Bill, you just said it during the break, and you and Pursuit were, were over there hollering. Got to be careful. Can't be too confident. That's when you get Tebowed. You get T-bowed. When an ugly man steals your wife. When your car gets outraced by a 10-speed bike. You've been T-bowed. Yeah, T-bowed. You got T-bowed. If you get rained on inside a dome. If a fart blows away your mobile home. 
You've been T-bowed T-bowed You got T-bowed When divine intervention is the only way you can lose And you watch your dealer flop a nine on top of her two When things begin to happen the way they ain't supposed to It might be cause of the help of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost You've been T-bowed T-bowed If just one termite eats your yard of lumber if you get a girl pregnant wearing rubber, you wonder how. Well, I'm telling you now, you've been T-bowed. T-bowed. Getting T-bowed is the worst. Nobody wants to get T-bowed. Nobody wants to get T-bowed. Steelers, uh, seven-point favorite right now for this game, one o'clock. Are you going to go, Val? Uh, not that I know of. Do you want to go? Are you? I'm going. Oh, yeah. I'm going. It's going to be really cold. Not as cold as it has been. Look at it that way. You know? Oh, yeah. I've been there when the beer is freezing the cup. Well, it will on Sunday. Plus, uh, I've already dealt with all extreme weather. for. I I feel like I'm... uh, I'm, I'm calloused. No, I'm immune to it. Like, you know, I was in Erie for that storm over Christmas that dropped 80 inches on the Gem City. And then uh, down here... For the the big freeze that we had over the weekend, Ugh. which was brutal, uh, in Erie yesterday, officials rescued a guy who was knocking ice off of his house with a shovel. Oh, oh no. no! Knocked himself out. He didn't out. get impaled, did he? A huge chunk of ice fell off of his house and pinned him to a wood pile. So he's just sitting there, like with an engine on his chest. You know, of oh, ice. Poor guy. That's what he sounds like, like when the there's ice version of a yeah. 127 hours. <laughs> he gnawed off his arm. He didn't oh, have good. to. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah there, his neighbors saw it immediately, but he was just like, ah! It's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> frustrating. Uh, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's dangerous. You have to be careful with that stuff. You can't just go knocking. No. Don't do that. Also, possibly... Uh, look into some insulation if you have that many uh, icicles. Yeah, coming off your house, right? It's a Good bad thing sign. Is you don't have to knock any icicles off a of Heinz Field on Sunday. They'll already be off. They do that for you. They have crews, so you can just show up and go to the game. Um, no harm. No harm. No foul. And that. That's Bill- right. Billy Ardell is going to be joining us when we come back from the break. Val. What do you got? We're going to talk about the most binge-watched TV, not binge-watchable, binge-watched TV shows of all time and how to stay young. And you can win $1,000 in workforce cash next. It tells you when you get out of bed. So if you get up to pee, it tells you. Like last night, I definitely got up and had a bowl it's of cereal. So- can you sync your phone up to your bed? Yeah, it is. Oh, that's yeah, how you're synced up. His... Yeah, it tells me how many breaths per so minute I had. A, you get push notifications. Yeah, of what an awful night's sleep you had. Yeah, but like it's sometimes I'll uh, to try and change things up. I don't stay on the same side of the bed anymore. Someone told me like that's not a bad thing to oh, do. Oh, you do like... the stranger to your bed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Exactly. I sleep. Like, you don't know who I am. Sleep number. Yeah, I sit on my hand for a half an hour and then I go to sleep. <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Billy Gardell is joining us, ladies and gentlemen, live from Los Angeles.
Southeast California. Happy 2018, guys. Oh, my God. It's it's absolute greatest welcome I've had in my. I can't even believe it. What's going on, man? Uh, Happy New Year. Happy yeah. New Year, you guys. How's Happy it going? New Year, I was just talking about, uh, that was uh, me talking about my sleep number bed, which I, I was, was listening, man. I, re- I was there when it was being delivered, remember? We oh, that's, by right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot we're about bringing that. It up, they're bringing it up the, uh, the, the cobblestone there, and, and we were messing with you about uh, what time it would be okay for me to come into the radio show. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I blew the whole Billy, operation. Billy blew it. He cracked out of turn. But but I told Billy later on, he was like, you ruined it. I was going to mess with him. I was going to have a good time. I said, Bill, listen, my loyalty isn't to you. Yeah. Until Randy finds his sleep number, he's going to be a nightmare. That's right. I got to deal with him long after your plane is Randy's wheels up. Sleep number, Randy's sleep number is negative eight. <laughs> I mean, I don't like that it goes up in fives. You know what I mean? It's like it goes only like 50, 55, <laughs> 60, 65. Hey, maybe I'm a 67, that. Bill. You know? I tell you, I'm a, I'm a, I got one too. You know, me and Patty have one, and I'm always convinced that it's going to be, you know, like a 50s television show sketch. I'm going to push that button. And then some springs are going to bust, and then my fat butt will be caught with it clapping like a clam back and forth. <laughs> do you have the one that adjusts up and down, Bill, or no? Yeah, we do. We do. We had What we did at first was uh, we got the one where the uh, it's like two sides, so one side can be up and the other side can be down. I like that. But no, that's fake. That's bad in those commercials. Really? It's ugly and it's a lie because the gap in between gets a little bit bigger with the with the uh, way the bed settles. Well, that's no good. So, so you got like the Grand Canyon between you and your wife, and that's no good. So yeah. we got rid of that. And oh, that's a bad thing. Okay. Yeah. No, well, it is a bad thing. I mean, for, for the rare occasions you don't want to be apart, you don't need a gap in the middle yeah. of the bed. Plus, if it gets too big, Joey O'Connell's going to want to sleep in it. <laughs> that's right. Right in the middle. Hey, Bill, can you hit that number up to 35? Oh, that's nice. Toss a wing down into the crevasse. Oh, dude, speaking of him, man, we had such a blast over the holidays. My nephews were out here, and uh, and we, we got a little place down at the beach. And um, my, my two nephews, everybody else wanted to go out and walk by the, the beach and, and go by the, to go to the pier, and we were going to movies, and we took the kids to Disney. And but my two nephews are 21 and 24. And, uh, you know, they're college kids. One's just out of college, just starting to work. The other one's still in, in, in college. So th- I got a big screen TV down there. They watched college football from Thursday at about 10 a.m. <laughs> until they left on the 1st. That's awesome. Wow. Like the 23rd to the 1st, they didn't move. And they were so funny because, uh, you know, I, I don't drink anymore. Uh, but, but, you know, I keep, you know, good beer for guests or you know for patty and and we had the patty went out and bought a bunch of stellas <laughs> you know oh. those two are college kids they're used to drinking like how, what can we get 45 of for yeah. 12 dollars yeah. you know ice I mean? yeah. so they were like are we allowed to drink those stellas i'm like yeah man god whatever you need and they're like thanks uncle bill it's like a case <laughs> of champagne they didn't move for nine days. They drank Stella and watched college football for nine days. Oh, that's awesome. And then uh, we took O'Connell uh, with us everywhere we, we went, and they just loved him. And he went and, you know, Joe's not a big science fiction guy. I don't know if you picked up on that. 
It don't make sense to me, Bill. I'm a <laughs> nonfiction there, guy, Bill. He'll always tell me, Bill, are you in outer space? So I told him to, I told him to go see Rogue One, uh, and I thought he'd like it. You know, this, uh, that Star Wars movie about the group that goes to the Death Star to get the plans. So uh, Luke Skywalker and those guys can save the world. Well, he came out of there just ranting. He goes, I was in there for two hours. I ain't seen a lightsaber. Not one <laughs> lightsaber. Where's Han Solo? <laughs> so Pittsburgh died, man. Oh, it was great. I ain't seen Han Solo. What, who is this girl? I got Jip. Uh, <laughs> I got ginned. Uh, I got ginned. <laughs> Val's got your news here on uh, the DVE Morning Show. Billy Gardell, live in Los Angeles. Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. More clouds than sun today, but a dry day. High temperature 36, mostly cloudy 27 tonight. Could be a rain shower in a spot or two Wednesday afternoon, but much warmer. High of 49 I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It's 30 degrees now at DVE of Val Porter. North Korea will be sending a high-level delegation to the upcoming Winter Olympics in South Korea. The two sides agreed to allow the North to send athletes and a cheering squad to the Games. North and South Korea are holding talks centering on the Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea next month. Those negotiations could also touch on ways to improve relations between the two countries. An annual electronic dance music, or EDM, festival is cruising out of Port Canaveral, minus about two dozen passengers, including a DJ, prior to boarding the Holy Ship cruise on Saturday. (laughs) Twenty-four people were stopped by security and arrested on drug possession charges. Ah, (laughs) man, that's just... That's easy pickings right there. Yeah, the sheriff's (laughs) office says the drugs included those that you would typically see at a rave. Ecstasy. Uh, Ecstasy. Molly. Cocaine. Marijuana reportedly also uh, in the stash. Among those arrested was EDM DJ Gina Turner, who claims she had a medical marijuana card for the charges she is facing. That is fish in a barrel. That's no fair. <laughs> yeah, that is no fair. That that's like setting up a roadblock outside a bar on New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> that's no fair. Can she at least DJ in the holding pen? One 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 do a party in the county. <laughs> I think it was the last time we went to Vegas. We because. You know, the time changed, and we get up really early here, right. so we were awake at 4 in the morning out there, and uh-huh. so we went out and walked the strip as soon as it was daylight. There were, people, like, girls walking around in fur bikinis because there was an EDM festival there that we oh, <laughs> like, yeah. what is it's happening? The walking uh, yeah, they had enough yeah, ears. No, it is. The, uh, the, uh, the, the morning shift in Vegas is probably my favorite people watching. I get up <laughs> yeah. at, like, 6 a.m., and I get a coffee, and I go down and I get my newspaper, and people are just coming in. Everybody, the women are all holding their shoes. <laughs> Guy, you know, guys have like weird, weird rips in their shirts, and they're not. And they're like, "Are you sure? Are you sure it's the twenty-second floor? I have to lay down." <laughs> it's the funniest people watching in Vegas. My most uh, disgraceful moment in Las Vegas was at six in the morning one time after just being up all night with my buddies at a bachelor party. I'm finally, everybody calls it quits, and I'm walking back to my room. I'm like, you know what? I'm in Vegas. 
I'm going to keep going. I don't care that they stopped. I'm going to go play blackjack right now for a couple of hours. Oh, I've had that dumb thought. So I go and sit down at the table. There's only one guy there. I play one hand, and the guy at the table looks over me, and he goes, I'm good. I'm going to sit out for a little bit. And I'm like, oh, really? Huh. You trying to say hey, uh, I'm making some bad moves over here? I'm too I hammered got, to play. I got cooties or something. You're worried I'm going to screw. Shoe? I'm going to screw up your shoe. And uh, then I lost like three hands in a row. And I think I did like four really dumb things. You know, like <laughs> it hit when I shouldn't have, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, turns out you were right, Mister. <laughs> I'm going to bed. That was you really. I'm sorry. I learned today you shouldn't hit on 20. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> it was so stupid. They just, you know, pissed away a bunch of money and went to bed. Like, why did I do that? Yeah, my longest uh, stay awake in Vegas was about, uh, I would say, two and three quarters of a day straight. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was a long Old school belly. Very, very young. Very young. Yeah, no thanks. That's why. It's just. I go running for the uh, airport in Vegas. Like, when, you're in another, when you're in another casino with another different casino's chips, then you've got you've been up too long. <laughs> when you're when you're trying to play at a different casino mm. with another casino's yeah. chips and arguing the point that it's still five bucks, <laughs> you've been up too long. I haven't been back in in a long time, and I think the last time I was there was your uh, your first big uh, uh, show. After Mike and Molly. Oh, that's right. You came out when I did the first time. In fact, I think, was that the first time I headlined Vegas? I think it, it was. It was. You were Some on Some of Build the cast the came out, too, right? It was awesome. Yeah. What's that? Some of the cast came out to support you, right? The entire cast came out, and Chuck Lorre came out, and uh, I learned the difference between big, giant television producer money and actor money that day. Um, <laughs> after the show, <laughs> which was just wonderful. And it was awesome. We had a super, super time. My buddy Nick Griffin uh, uh, opened the show. Who was hilarious. Oh, Nick's yeah, he's like one of my favorites. And uh, I'm standing around later that evening with uh, Chuck Laurie and Niambi Niambi, who, who uh, played the waiter, Samuel. And uh, and I said, Niambi, what time are you leaving tomorrow? He goes, oh, I think my flight is 10 o'clock. What time is yours? And I said, uh, I think I'm like 11.30 or something. I go, Chuck, w what time is your flight? He goes, whenever I call him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. That's how that works. They're picking me up on the oh, roof, Bill. Oh, speaking of which, man, uh, this Thursday, yours truly will be on Young Sheldon. My episode is this week. I forgot to tell nice. you. Nice. I was wondering when that was going to Yeah. My creepy redneck is on Thursday, and uh, Chuck called me over to holidays and said, hey, why don't you come back and, and uh, do it again in February? So I'm going to awesome. film another one in February. So it's very cool. Great. Dude, that, that's I, great. Dude, I mean, bro. you could not have, you know... Gotten the good graces of anybody better than Chuck Lorre? I, are you no, kidding me? You know, and he's been so good to me, Randy, and and we've we have a genuine friendship on top of it. And uh, you know, I, and we I actually get to go have coffee with him once in a while, and and I I really uh, I, I I consider him a dear friend, and uh, he's always he's always really cool with me because he knows how grateful I am for what happened. But I don't ever ask for nothing. I don't ever want nothing. We just go hang out, you know. I, I think I like to throw a little Pittsburgh as well. I'm like, why don't we walk down the street here, see what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he likes that. Chuck, don't know? do a lot of that. I remember that after party. That was like, it was so star-studded. It was crazy. But that was before Melissa really blew. It was right before Bridesmaids. Right, and, right before Bridesmaids and her star went into the stratosphere, yeah. And yeah. It, was, uh, it was so lovely, man. Everybody brought their husband or their wife. Uh-huh. 
the you know the whole what was really great man was we had i think we had 150 people get just my guest list and that was we had the entire crew over there yeah like the sound guys were there the lighting guys were yeah it was there. a big party props was there we had wardrobe there i mean it was really lovely greg uh the guy who created my name is earl greg garcia yeah. came over was- who, who really if, if you want to uh put a guy on it that gave me a college education with yes dear and my name is earl and and he created raising hope he showed up and jimmy burroughs came over and yeah i was really blown away man and, and then randy bauman from dve was there. <laughs> i was i had a blast man that was so much i was just i was like dude my look at all this food. To, my wife was trying to hook you up with her friend deborah at the time remember oh i remember <laughs> no yeah. how'd it go no, you can't mix friends up. No, Bill was you know, Bill goes, was not bad, having it. There's trouble. No, if it goes bad, there's trouble, and then 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 we're the Hatfields and McCoys. You I literally I went, "Hey, Bill," and he went, "No." He <laughs> <laughs> put the kibosh on it. No. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, but Bill," and he goes, "No." <laughs> There's an embargo. I knew you were right too, but you know. no, you can't do that. Can't no, mix the no. streams. Yeah, we might have. We might all have to see someone at a holiday event. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. No. All right. All right. Well, Billy, you fly a lot, so you know airline mistakes don't usually bode well for passengers. No, it's horrible. Thanks to one error, a woman got to enjoy the greatest flight ever. Imagine a flight where no one is behind you kicking your seat. There's no one next to you sneezing on you or asking you to get up every 10 minutes to go to the bathroom. Beth Versteeg had all that and more on her recent flight from Rochester, New York to Washington, D.C. Thanks to a mistake that booked her on a staff-only flight, she got to enjoy basically her own private plane. She wow. and, the, and the pilot and one flight attendant were the only ones on board. She described it as a little bit awkward, especially when the flight attendant went through all the usual safety demonstration oh. just for her. <laughs> Attention. Nancy. <laughs> you know what, though, man? If, if I'm the only one on the flight, I want all that. Yeah, do all, yeah. the whole show. I the paid for it. Just for me. I paid for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm king for a day. <laughs> I, I paid for it. Let's go. Like uh, King Ralph over here. Dog and uh, pony, please. That's I, so great. I, I had one from uh, Pittsburgh to D.C. one time that was me and two people. Wow. What's better, right? Nothing. It was better. a smaller plane though. It wasn't like Still. a 747, you know, there was it was a smaller plane, but it was it was strange. It was just mm. nobody on. Well, on. see, I'd be nervous that it would be like a, you know, I know the crowd whenever it's a small comedy crowd, they're wondering, I hope the comics don't just mail it in. Like, I would think, oh, oh. God, I hope the pilot cares a lot. <laughs> he still wants to that, land. That is such yeah. crazy Regent Square neurosis. <laughs> now, let me ask you something. Just because there's me on here, that, that ain't going to throw the weight off, right? It's going to be okay, right? <laughs> so the key to a long and healthy life is being immature, according to oh, a study. Oh, no, don't even read that one. You're going to live <laughs> forever. There's enough of that out there. Feeling young and even acting like a kid every now and then is good for our health and well-being. Psychologist Dr. Med- Meg Errol says, quote, perceiving ourselves as younger than our age is linked to a more future-oriented outlook, which means that we make better health choices like engaging in exercise and healthy eating. So she says, if you want to feel young, you should act young. I do believe that, but the young they're talking about, just so we can clarify that, means the joy of imagination, the joy of wonder, 
the joy of gratitude and the kindness of sharing. It doesn't mean go be a jagoff. <laughs> and I will tell you that I do believe this to be true because my father is, uh, he might be cresting mentally maybe maybe 17 or 18. I think he's finally at 17 <laughs> or 18. He, he is, I, I really don't kid around. He's a joy to watch when he does it because he does have that attitude. Like my dad, I remember we got him uh, uh, a PlayStation 3 when it was out, or a PlayStation 2, one of the two. And he really loved the game 24. With, remember the show 24? Oh, yeah. With yeah. Keith, well, they got a game. They got a game where you can be Jack Bauer. So I got him the game. <laughs> I called him one afternoon after he got it. And I go, hey, man, how's it going? He goes, Bill, I can't talk right now. I am in the middle of a hostage negotiation. <laughs> and then he hung up. <laughs> And I think that is the key to life, man. In other health-related news, if you're stressed, it might be time for some forest bathing. <laughs> some what? Um, what? Forest bathing. It's What's that? Spending like time. Like out in the woods. Yeah, spending time in a wooded area. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no flag on the plate. No. 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 Well, they say it's good for your health and overall well-being, which may be why this Japanese trend is gaining in popularity in the U.S. You don't even have to spend time in a deep, dark forest to get the benefits. Just being out in nature has positive effects on your mind and body. Uh, That's all good, but don't you leave the water alone. It's ruined enough. Don't be washing off in the water. Until a de- dead deer comes floating down and hits you in the back. <laughs> ah, <coughs> shower up in the creek. Just go go look, take a picture on your phone that you're never going to show anyone and go back to the hotel. Did you say that was in Japan? Yeah, that's where the trend started. Water's probably a little cleaner over there. Logan Paul's probably hanging out of a tree trying to get some (laughs) video of you naked in the... Boy, if that kid ain't a poster for we don't need YouTube, I don't know what is. (laughs) Honestly, have you ever wanted to punch someone in the face that much? No. And Uh, and I just, I think, and the, the problem with it to me is, you know, Kids see that stuff before us adults even hear about it. And nobody's monitoring that. And I just, you know, not everybody should have a channel. I don't, no. I don't agree right, with he's that. He's got 15 you know? million subscribers. This will make yeah. you feel real sad. After he filmed the dead body in the suicide forest in Japan there and got all that criticism, he gained 100,000 viewers. Yeah, see, he should be shut down. That should be like, you know, we need a guy from like, Manesson, who monitors YouTube. <laughs> uh, behave. Now look, you can't put that on there, so your your channel's done. Okay, next. shut down. Well, the you thing was, down. the rest of the video they showed of that that dude was doing the stuff he was doing in Japan. Oh yeah, was like so disrespectful, so disrespectful, like ugly American on steroids, just disrespecting yeah, no, the culture and dish. making fun of it and no stuff. And it's like, it. dude, you know, we're. Yeah. Let's just stop. Yeah, no good. That's that, no good. Where's he from? Ohio. Yeah, see? Is he really? See? The Jag Hunt's from Ohio. Ketchup. What I tell you about Ohio? Hunt's ketchup and Pepsi. There's something <laughs> going wrong over there. I take uh, a, a, a little bit of solace in the fact that I, I can see he's going bald. So I'm, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to his early, uh, we all? Or his early onset. No, no, that guy, he ain't going to make it to 30. <laughs> Back to forest bathing for one second, you know, down Bill, the, the the basically the creek that separates Regent Square from Swissvale coming right out like where the the uh, the food land used to be. I know exactly what you're <laughs> the food land. About. 
it goes through lower frick. Well, they see me and you down there just floating in the water naked. That oh, I used to, I used to I used to go down there whenever there was like a softball game or a little league game down in that field. I used to go in that creek behind there. Not and then the I, one where the dog uh, run is. No, no. This is no, like by the food land. But this is like. There was like sewer runoff coming out of there, and they developed that area. Yeah. It's like neon green water, and they built like all these overlooks so that like what? if you're walking down a, the trail, you want to, you know, take a nice sit. And, and I saw somebody fishing in there. I'm like, what do you think you're going to catch in there, a Timberland? I'm pretty sure those cricks <laughs> in Swissville are the reason I don't have allergies. <laughs> right. The, the toxicity. Of everything around there. Oh it's just hilarious. I don't have allergies, and I can levitate small objects. <laughs> if you made it through yesterday without getting divorced, you're in good shape. For whatever reason, January 8th is one of the biggest days of the year for divorces. They claim the reasons are simple. You made it through the holidays together, but uh, they were awful. Now it's cold outside, and you're staring at a pile of debt, and you realize it's time to make a drastic change. Number one reason for divorces. I got to lose some weight. About 120 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Number one reason for divorces on January 8th is money problems. Number two, intimacy or sex problems. According to a new survey, Game of Thrones is the most binge watched show in history. The rest of the top five include Breaking Bad, Downton Abbey, The Walking Dead, and The Sopranos. Well, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. I can't really? get down with Downton Abbey. I, I've never uh, watched it. Three episodes the, in, I'm done. <laughs> Shut that off. <laughs> I know. I can't even get into it. Well, I, everybody keeps telling me to watch Peak. <laughs> what? Have you watched Peaky Blinders? I love Peaky See now, everyone's telling me to watch that, but I I know it's it's like uh, the the Cockney accent it, is it's so no, but it, there's something about it that's hypnotic. Do you, you watch it with subtitles? It. Um, no, I can actually. I think you can pick up on it. I think you'll right. be fine. Right. What do they all sound like? Brad Pitt in the movie Snatch? Lot, yeah. Like you just can't understand bro, them? Yeah, but it's it, once you get into it, you, it's so well done, man. That's that's a good one. I tell you, the one that that gets me that got me over the holidays was. Uh, uh, is it Black Mirror? Black mm-hmm. Mirror. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people. Which is like the about Twilight that. Zone on steroids, and it'll make you. It, it scares you from using your phone or any kind of technology. So I think it's good. Did you watch Manhunter yet? Filmed in Pittsburgh. No. Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Sorry. Mindhunter. Mindhunter is in my queue. Manhunter is a totally different show. That's the one about. No, Manhunt is about the one that I was uh, recommending no, to you No, Mindhunter is where they chase down the serial killer. Yes. Manhunter yeah. was Val's Filmed nickname in at college. <laughs> 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 Manhunt is the show that I've been trying to get uh, Val and Randy to watch. That's the show about the Unabomber. Do you take it personally when we don't get right on that? Yes, yeah, I do. <laughs> right. I do. Because if you guys recommend something to me, I usually watch it right away. Yeah. But you don't do you that. You feel like we're just That's dismissing you. Did you watch your... Ozark? I feel like, yeah, did I did. You? I did. Good. I still haven't. So. I want it's to. very good. You I... said it was good, and I watched Actually, it. you should probably wait till the spring, because I think the next season doesn't come out till this summer. I hate when you want to watch something on Netflix, and you punch in the name of it, and then it gives you the knockoff option, like you're going to waste three hours of your life doing that. Like you put in Iron Man, and it'll go, did you mean Iron Fella? 
No, I didn't mean that, and I'm not watching that turd. That's the, that's the Jerry Lewis version, isn't it? <laughs> Iron fellow! Finally, Pink will be singing the national anthem at this year's Super Bowl. The game is at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis February 4th. She follows on the heels of Luke Bryan, Lady Gaga, Whitney Houston, probably the most famous for singing the national anthem, Garth Brooks as well helming the famous halftime show, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I'm glad Timberlake's doing that halftime show because that'll give me a chance to get up and get everything <laughs> moved around. Forecast <laughs> you know. today. I, I, love, I love it when it's, it was the Stones or Petty or, you know, I, because I was it or McCartney was great, Bruce. But, uh, yeah, with Timberlake, that'll give me a chance to, you know, take a chunk out of the dishes that are going to pile up and, move some food around so i'm, I'm looking looking forward to the halftime adjustments issue. hopefully that's a uh, time that we're you know getting an extra beer at uh at the super bowl let's hope baby let's hope i'm gonna uh i'm coming in for this jacksonville game you are, are you oh yeah I'm, I'm 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 working eries in june uh juniors in eries juniors comedy club <laughs> in erie friday and saturday nice and, uh yeah man i like that little place up there and i've been uh i'm i'm about Probably about five minutes away from a new hour, which I'm so proud of because it takes me forever to write. Oh, that's it's awesome, so slow. Dude. God, they love and, you up uh, there, Bill. Oh, my well, God. Well, it's, it's going to be great. Fan. And uh, I don't know how that miraculously happened that I happened to have a booking two hours away from Pittsburgh the day before the divisional playoff came That in. worked out I good. Said, yeah. I said, Patty, look at the coincidence here. <laughs> that's crazy. I can't be this close and not go. <laughs> I don't know how that worked out. <laughs> Apologies in advance for my family. There's no Sunday show? Oh. <laughs> well. They were trying so hard, too, because that first four sold out. <laughs> they were like, will you do a Sunday show? I'm like, no. No, we're not no. doing a Sunday show <laughs> unless you want to do it in the parking lot of <laughs> Hinesfield. More with I'll, I'll, I could stand on a bags board or, or a cornhole board, and we can do 20 minutes before we go in. But that's it. More with Billy Gardell when we return on. It's the DV morning show. Billy just does not, you know. Uh, how many times? I'm like, shut up. I we got a guy. It. Best uh, up. Hey. The best. Sorry, this I haven't talked just... to you guys since before Christmas. Yapping and yapping. Like, dude. Dude. Sorry. Slow down. Uh, Slow to hell down. Yeah, so we. <laughs> I lost my Slow to Hell Down soundbite. I lost all my 2017 soundbites. I'm not. Oh. No good. That guy is the greatest. I got the I like it, I like it a lot guy. What happened to, what happened to my slow to hell down guy? You got Barry? From I got, Squirrel Hill? I got Barry, yeah, from Squirrel Hell, yeah. Hopefully it's it's not toxic. <laughs> it's all over the, the street, the property, uh, you know, my mom's car over there, uh, <laughs> the yard. Guys like me and my family and the people on the street and, and around the surrounding area are the ones that get... Get left in the back. Ryan is surrounding you know I mean? area is a pretty. That's that's, God, that's great. That's, that's, that's a Yenzer dosey go. The best uh, place that is to a live. great sound. I don't care what anybody says. If you gotta do some cleanup, hey, it is what it is. But we're still number one out here. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're still number oh, one. Oh my God, that's great. That's great. Still number one out here. It's all over the property. I just hope it ain't toxic. I just hope it ain't toxic. Hopefully it's it's not toxic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Bill, do you know what story that's from? No, I think he was oh. talking about our secondary. <laughs> uh. They they burned down a Fuddruckers in the waterfront. And he... <laughs> And it was a controlled burn. And he lives in he lives in Squirrel Hill across the river and there's a bunch of ash on the property. See, I think that guy should do you know when when, when Val says and now there's a weather report from wherever, I think it should be that guy's voice giving us the weather. Hopefully it's it's not toxic. It's all over the the street, the property, uh you know, my mom's car over there. Uh the yard. My God. mom's car over there. I like, I like how he distinguishes between the property and the yard. My mom's car over there. It's all over my mom's car. Billy Gardell, uh, <laughs> a guy in Wilmington, North Carolina, named Justin Poliacek, came in last in his fantasy football league this year. Did you play fantasy this year, Bill? Uh, I have one league that I that I'm in that I don't really pay attention to. It's more to keep in touch with these cats I worked with a few years ago. We've had it going for about 16 years, but now everybody has families and and busy, and so it's not a very uh, competitive league. It's more just trash talk all year, so nothing serious. Here's what the loser of this fantasy league had to do. Oh boy! <laughs> if you came go. in last in this guy's fantasy league, you had to spend. 24 hours at a Waffle House without leaving, but... That's the loser? This is the loser. You had to... <laughs> you, had to you had to spend 24... Sounds like a reward, doesn't it, Mike? I love the Waffle House. All right. Standard, had to, smothered, covered, for 24 shot. hours. It's in Midland. No, it's in Odessa. 24 hours at the Waffle House, but you could shave off 20 minutes for every waffle you eat. Oh, I'd have been out of there in an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now their waffles are huge, though. All right? Nah, nah. So, theoretically, he could have spent the first 12 hours pounding 36 waffles and gone home. Right. 36 waffles. Oh Imagine trying to do that. Nope. All right. A speed eater named Pat Bertoletti set a world record in 2007 by eating 29 of their waffles in 10 minutes. 10 minutes? 10 minutes. That's some Joey Chestnut level stuff. Wow. All right. Now, this guy's just a normal size guy. He's not what a speed he eater. He's folding them and dipping them in the water. and then He only, he only <laughs> ate seven of them. No, it's funny. Every time we get a speed eater or the guy who eats all the hot dogs or the guy that sets a food steak record, it's always a little guy. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's always a little guy. Kobayashi is a tiny man. And that one girl, she's really good, mm -hmm. too. It's just, it's always a little person, though. Black it's Widow. Never, it's never a big fat guy like me. No, because it's people who understand the science of what's happening there. What does that mean? Well, that means like they uh, they know how to stretch their stomach and they know what to eat and how to eat it and how how much air to take in, not how not to take it in, etc. I tip my hat. Yeah, they no, they're they're all about it. I mean, people are starving all over the world, but it is fun to see how much <laughs> we can eat. Like, it is really what makes us the best. I can't have nothing anymore. I'm at the point now where I have like a. 
You know, I have like a CIA burn bin so Patty doesn't find wrappers. <laughs> I got all my buddies. I got O'Connell trained. Like if she gets home, we, we, we burn stuff like it's an embassy that's being taken over. Put that in the incinerator bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I always get busted. Like me and Patty are on our diet. You know, she's keeping me alive. And But I always get busted for something stupid. Like I'll leave like a a Popeye's drink cup in my drink holder in my truck, you know, and then she'll yeah. go, let's go to the bank. You can drive. And then we'll get in and she'll look down and then I'll have to drive there and just take it the whole way <laughs> about how I've betrayed her and not kept my word. Yeah. But I would have to think, Bill, if there's one place to go while she's busting your chops about having soda, it would be the bank. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to show you something when we get there, Patty. Keep yelling. You're making uh, you a deposit what? and I, a withdrawal. I, I, yeah. I've, been, I've been trying to buy her off for 10 years. She won't. <laughs> she's, she's incorruptible. <laughs> uh, Bill, I was saying, Bill, I was cheating on a, I was cheating on a diet with, uh, with Serena. I hit the drive-thru, and instead of you know, coming home feeling like I'm worried about stripper glitter, I'm, I'm wiping sea salt off my jeans. it's a scary prospect getting caught yeah where'd you go uh, you had a chick-fil-a i had a side (laughs) chick-fil-a got a little chicken sandwich hey bell did you get any of the uh the screeners for the award season golden globes kicked it off the other night I did. I got, uh, what do I got so far? I got The Shape of Water. I got I, Tonya. I got Get Out. And I have, uh, <clears throat> what I got? I got. What's I got the war right movie? Here. We got it yesterday. Dunkirk. No. I got, I, I got what do I got? I got, the uh, Gary Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. I got Three Darkest Billboards, Hour. which I'm really looking forward to seeing, and The Shape of Water. I watched Three Billboards yesterday. I'm looking forward to it. Don't spoil nothing. I'm gonna say nothing. I liked I Tanya a lot. I thought I Tanya was better than Three Billboards. It's hilarious. Uh, I heard that's great. I love the girl who plays her, and I really love watching Allison Janney act. She's amazing, man. Allison Janney yeah, is she's, like she's puts a Billy Bob Thornton like performance in. It's like yeah. if Allison Janney was bad Santa. She, yeah. but, you know, she's but it's really a more serious role. Do you guys watch Mom? I do not. Yeah. She's phenomenal in that, too. She yeah. really is, man. She kills it in that movie. Three Billboards is uh, it's good. I, I like all of that McDonough's movies, but I thought In Bruges was his best by far, and Seven Psychopaths was second, and this one's not as good as those two. I don't think. Really? I don't think so. Right, but well, she's awesome. Like, all the acting is great. I, I like Frances McDermott. She's really wonderful. I, I got to watch The Shape Me of Water, too. but I guess that's about uh, Chick having uh, falls it's in love with a fish. It's way more sexual than you would think. It is way more sexual oh. than you think, but there's a lot of themes in it that I think are really good. Did you like it, Val? Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. Patty thought it was good. She couldn't get by. Well, I don't want to give nothing away. Is this? Um, uh, did SeaWorld put this out to counter Blackfish? <laughs> like Fifty Shades of Trout here, or what are we talking? Fifty Shades of Ick. Fifty Shades of Gray Whale. <laughs> Whose scales are these? Whose scales are these? <laughs> uh, Billy Gardell, uh, he'll be in town this weekend, and you know what happens when Billy comes to town when the Steelers play. They usually win. Well, Gene Collier put out a, uh, a good stat. We were averaging uh, uh, 29, 20, 24 point something ga- uh, points a game, 
And when I've been in the sta- stadium uh, this year, we're at, I think, like uh, 35 or 38. Bring it, Bill. Bring, yeah. it. Bring that mojo. I got Bill. my gloves. I'm sitting outside for this one. Let's get it taken care of because we have unfinished business with that baby up in Boston. The New England Patriots take on the Titans. The Steelers take on the Jags. The winners will meet the following week. Let's hope the Titans tenderize them a little bit, too. That wouldn't be bad. Beat beat them up a little bit. Yeah. Be nice. Thanks to Cam Hayward for joining us. And, of course, Billy Gardell. Bill, we'll see you in Erie this weekend. Junior's last laugh. I can't imagine. What a crazy coincidence. I'm so close to the game. I love you guys, and I'm on Young Shelton on Thursday, so tune in. Love you, cuz. Love you, cuz. See ya! Billy Gardell. Tomorrow on the show, Merrill Hodge, Mark Madden, Mr. Wednesday, Jeff Conkle, and your chance to win Steeler tickets for this Sunday's game and $1,000 in workforce cash. Michelle's coming up next with the electric lunch. That's it! We're out of here. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.